Hello, and welcome to a D&D channel. I'm your Dungeon Master Dominic, bringing you through the wonderful world of Bellhaven. We will be playing D&D, a tabletop RPG role-playing game with two grown adults rolling dice to see what the fuck happens. I'm here with Melina. Hi, I'm going to be playing Poppy, a uh, now level two ranger who is a pixie fairy. Holy cow, I forgot that you were level two. So did I up until about 10 minutes ago. So for your D&D fact, you're going to do just uh, what you did for... Yeah, I'd like to tell everyone about my level two uh, level up. So along with it, Poppy gets an extra 1d10. So now she's at 2d10 for her hit points. Um, and she chose the fighting style of archery. Ah, what does archery fighting style do? I'm glad you asked. The fighting style of archery grants Poppy a plus two on her ranged weapon attacks. Plus two on ranged weapon attacks. So now attack she- Attack bonus. Yeah, on the oh, attack bonus. Oh, that's nice. So what's your total attack bonus now? It's plus nine. Holy cow. Yep. Wow, that's actually a lot. Yep, it's a lot. That's nine plus your dexterity bonus, right? Um, well, I mean, no, that's including my dexterity. So it's proficiency bonus, yeah, um, yeah. dexterity, and now this plus two. Holy cow, plus nine. So if you're fighting a goblin who's got like an armor class of 12, you literally... Need to roll a three. A three or better and you can hit it. So, like, I imagine Poppy being this badass bitch who can shoot a bow really fucking mm -hmm. good. Yeah, well, you see, when she was little, uh, she got stabbed in the eye with a stick. So she had to practice with one eyeball being open. So now... <laughs> Her death perception is spot on. <laughs> she got stabbed in the eye with a stick. Yeah. And it forced her to be accurate. Well, you know what's funny is with bow fighting, uh, bow fighting, with uh, shooting a bow, I heard that one of the best things you can do is learn to shoot with both your eyes open. I, I heard it's like a good way, or maybe that's with firearms. Because when you shoot with both your eyes open, you get like a better context of everything whereas like your peripheral vision goes the fuck out when you close one eye yeah because you cut half of it out yeah, i think my cousin told me that who's like special forces not to name drop of special forces cousin <laughs> <laughs> anyways anywho so uh, as well as that <laughs> she also gets two spells and i chose ensnaring strike which is an awesome um bonus action type and cure wounds which cool. everyone knows cure wounds yeah cool Okay. And D&D uh, &D fact, dungeon master fact, mm. uh, the village of Bellhaven. It is a normally very fun, chaotic, shenanigans, pranking town. But since this mysterious illness hit and started wiping everybody out, everything's been very depressed. Bellhaven's men are gone. The economy's starting to drop. And there's even a little squad of fairies running around called the Cheer Squad. And it's like uh, everybody takes turns and rolls and cheering up everybody and bringing around food. And random fairies join in from around the village. But typically there's like, you know roughly about 50 fairies that are religiously doing it to try and keep spirits up in the village of Bellhaven. That's cool. Hmm. Does it work? Let me roll a d20 to see <laughs> <laughs> how effective the cheer squad actually is. Yeah, I would assume it depends on the typical person, but we're going to roll a d20 right now to see how well the cheer squad affects the average individual. Okay. Oh, a nat one. Oh. So the cheer squad is purely like there for sentimental reasons. 
but usually people see the cheer squad and they're like, oh, fuck. It's like the same idea that you'd see with like Christmas carolers. So it's like when you're having a really, really bad day and you don't want anyone to pay attention to you and then someone comes along and pays attention to you. (laughs) Which I think to the back of their minds, they're probably still kind of happy. It's like, oh, well. At least someone cares. (laughs) They like seeing the good old Bellhaven spirit. Okay. But it's overall, it just reminds them that like, they're depressed and that the men are dead and it's just uh something that they wish they could get through and over with well it's a fun town but right now it's a depressive state so here's the depressive vibe (laughs) and here's the cheer squad yeah and then here comes a bunch of cheer squad fairies singing stupid songs and (laughs) telling jokes and yeah yeah so those are our dean defects and without further ado we will begin episode five of Poppy's Adventure. We will begin our adventure. (laughs) (laughs) How's that for a smooth intro? Awesome! I'm so fucking cute, bitch. I'm so fucking cute. Attitude abusive. But I'm so fucking cute. You just got out of your DMT trip. You come out of the DMT hole. Your granny is holding a blanket over you, and your mom is like congratulating you, but she's—you can tell she's partially drunk already. Mm-hmm. And as you step out, all the fairy councils and elders clap and congratulate you, and all of them start to kind of conglomerate over to you and shake your hand. You see multiple fairy councils. They come up to you and they're like, "Congratulations, Poppy." You did very well in there. Very fast times. Very impressive. And your grandma's watching over with an eye, appreciating how well her granddaughter did. And your mom finds a buffet table and starts, like, eating down some random hors d'oeuvres on the side. With her fingers and no utensils? Yeah, no fingers. With her fingers and utensils. Being very inappropriate, for sure. Of course. What do you say to the average fairy councilman that comes up to you and and, and councilwoman that comes up to you and shakes your hand and says, Congratulations, Poppy. You did fantastic. Thanks, everyone. Um, I really appreciate your support. That sure was a, a whirlwind. I wish I were uh, maybe better prepared beforehand, but that's okay. I got through it, right? No one's ever super prepared, one councilwoman says to you, you know? I don't know how you could be prepared for that. That was, that was a lot. You did better than the average individual. You got out quick. You didn't do as good as your grandma, but hey, none of us did. Your grandma's like, uh... I wasn't expecting to. She's a queen. Oh, I do the best out of everybody. I, I hold the high score, I know. Oh, Grammy. And she, your mom, you hear over... <laughs> she rips into a cucumber. <sighs> uh, you see Skittles. The woman that fell into the DMT hole. The most attractive woman in the village. <laughs> slowly starts to make her way over to you with a robe and she hands her hand out to you to mm. shake your hand she doesn't say anything yet oh skittles uh I, it's good to see you i was worried about you there for a second i saw you pop in and pop out and voila there you are in your whole form huh yes uh very awkward moment for me mm. did you meet the clown too i'd prefer not to talk about it right now and she holds out her hand to shake fair enough uh, i'll shake your hand and you feel her give you a note Okay. And she whispers under her breath, don't read this until you're alone. And she walks away. Can I have a sleight of hand roll to see if I drop it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're not going to, but unless you roll a nap one, yeah. Nine. (laughs) You take the note right into your hand and you put it wherever the fuck you want. 
Okay, I'll tuck it into my um my my blouse top, okay. my PJ tops. In in the process of handing you the note, she was very uh, she had an anxious vibe to her, is what you can make out from it. Okay. She wasn't like super happy, congratulatory. She was just very like, hand her the note, get the fuck out of here. That's the vibe you got from that. Okay. And Skittles proceeds huh. to leave. Just uh, out of the area. Okay. Yeah, she huh, that was that was weird. Ceremonial tree hole. And everybody kind of, after congratulating you, starts to dissipate. Some of them, fairy councilmen, women, hang out. They have little conversations with each other. Uh, the crowd just, you know, slowly starts to make its way to their normal lives. Okay. I'd like to head to or towards the uh, buffet table, please. Okay. As you, you head, what are you, what are you doing toward the buffet table? I'm going to go for a sweet. Hopefully they have like a chocolate cupcake, perhaps. A flaxseed muffin. Flaxseed muffin. <laughs> They'll have flaxseed muffins. Very organic town. They have mulberry wine. Mm. Town specialty. I'm more of a flaxseed muffin gal. Okay. Your mom's over there eating and drinking like wine assembled stuff and drinking mulberry wine and sucking down a cucumber. Hey, hey there, mother. Good to see you eating vegetables. <clears throat> yep. I've got to fill the gut, you know? Wow. Uh, and she takes a huge swig of the wine. <laughs> You know, you did pretty well on that uh, DMT trial. We, you Thanks. Know, neither of us did as good as her grandma, but... Oh, I mean, that's kind of expected, right? She was so awesome about it. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Wonderful woman, I know. She really is. Yeah. I, I'm so thankful to have her as my grandmother. Yeah, I'm thankful to have her as a mother. People remind good. me of it every day. Yeah, you you should be. And she, like, looks off in the distance... And then just takes a huge swig. Okay, there. Uh, you want to come join us for maybe some um, after tripping festivities? Um, I think I'm probably good with just drinking my wine and going back home. You have fun, though. I'm sure you're going to have a lot of fun with your friends and whatnot. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll see you home then. You see, your mom looks very like just distraught with life in general (laughs) and uh so as your mom takes a swig and you kind of make your distance from her Mm -hmm. a consultant from the council approaches you a very prestigious looking one and she gets closer to you and she says poppy it's me sal stampler darwin's mom it's so nice to see you and may i say you pass that trip with such speed i see where you get your talent and she looks at your grandma as your mom is sucking the juice from an old cucumber from the buffet table halfway between you guys. Yeah, well, they say genes skip a generation, so I- I'm happy to be in her family. I-, I don't doubt that. Darwin and me, I, you know, two peas of a pod, but same generation, one generation apart. You know, it's crazy that I run into you here. I, I, um, I don't even know how to respond to someone who's... What's going on? I don't know. Huh. She looks at you and she's like, is this about something with my Darwin? Uh, yeah, it is. Um, well, let's just say I met him in my uh, my DMT tree hole trip. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that kind of makes sense. I mean, Darwin and you had a few memories growing up, and not to be arrogant, but all the girls tend to look up to him. You know, How could they not have? Uh, he's got those 
good charming looks i know and if he turned out to be anything like he was in the in the tree hole my oh my did he ever step into those good looks he's a good boy he's actually in lakeshore right now helping out uh, all the people getting sick over there apparently the illness unfortunately is starting to spread to lakeshore of course i actually have some reasons on speaking to you over here okay i was wondering if if you ever want to go to Lakeshore, I have a horse and wagon that I would be so honored if you would take over to Darwin. He's over there helping some of the sick children. He's, uh, I think he sent me a letter recently that said he's helping a lot of children find their deceased parents. Aww. And he's, uh, you know, trying to make sure everybody's happy and having a good time. So he left in such a hurry to help with the illness. He fortunately is, I think he's one of the kids in here that, uh, is immune to it you know we think there's a few immunity people that me and the consultants are talking about and luckily there's a few guys that aren't getting hit with it and my dearest darwin is one of them well that sure is lucky i wish my family could say that they were as lucky as you are but congrats yeah Uh, well there's not much to congratulate on it's more of a thank god that uh darwin's out there safe and doing the best he can is a good boy that he is Mm, such a good boy um i'd be more than willing to uh, take a horse and wagon over to lakeshore i think i was actually potentially thinking about heading that way maybe after i get myself situated who knows where the world's gonna take me well just prepare yourself because lakeshore is a a, quite the bustling city and uh it's just starting to get hit with the sickness so you're gonna see a lot of slight chaos over there from what darwin said there's a lot of families getting hit with the sickness and uh, i don't know what to expect if you go but yeah okay i'm uh i I, i'm a herb trader as you know i'm sure we live relatively near you know you grew up at darwin yeah i'm sure he talked about my jobs we trade herbs and i i pick up herbs from you all the time (laughs) that's how i built my herbalism kit yeah yeah darwin messed around with a lot of herbs growing up too he's a quite the botanist that one (laughs) making medicines for the kids it may have been why i had a slight inclination to try out some herbalism (laughs) (laughs) but i wish that was the first time i heard that one about my dearest darwin oh it's not oh i think i heard victoria tang was quite the botanist learning up to oh yeah where's she headed off to right now i'm not sure she usually hangs out with her friends around town her and her parents have a nice big village over there a villa in the west part of town that they hang out in i'll charge off to the table grab a knife and go after it just kidding (laughs) oh veronica what a lady yeah so if you uh but if you don't want to take the wagon right away just a quick note Mm -hmm. you pass that dmt trip so well if you uh if you choose to not go to lakeshore there's a job board outside the ceremonial tree hole village you might be able to get a few gold coins working here before you head off the lakeshore and i think you use it handy oh that's nice thank you for the heads up i i really could use it i'm working out of empty pockets right now so with all the men that died off in the village we have a excess of work Mm. and i'm again i'm sure you know but there's so many jobs open there's so many people gone i can't imagine our economy is going to be sustained for much longer we're really just pulling at straws here hoping that it stays together and uh if yeah, a lot of people need your help, a lot right. of people need help in general. So well, when you, you know, over in Lakeshore, make sure if anybody's looking for work, send them over here. Okay, I'll make sure to do that, and I'm always down to help. So uh, I'll be seeing you around. Cool. And she goes to shake your hand as a awkward passing by. Okay, I'll do the whole like pick up the hand and like 
give it a good double hand thing. <laughs> okay, like sympathetic <laughs> handshake. Yeah. yeah, and uh, what what is around me? Like what what's going on? Your mom's eating cucumbers. Yep. Your grandma's just talking with a few consultants, and uh, most of the time, er, most of the people are just starting to dissipate and return to their lives. Okay. Um, I'll go up to my Grammy and, um, go over and give her, like, a side hug. Maybe rest my, my head upon her shoulder. Oh, honey. Oh, Grammy. Ugh. You didn't tell me how tiring that would be. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, there's only so much you can prepare in the DMT trips. I'm about ready to hit the hay. I don't know about you, but... Oh, yeah, you can take a nap. It's... You were in there for about two hours. It's roughly 12 o'clock right now. P.M.? Yep. Okay. Okay. That's not too late at all. You get the feeling of like walking out of a movie theater and it's still light out. Of course. Yep. (laughs) That's always a weird feeling. Okay. Um, huh. Who's she talking to? The other leaders? Just random consultants. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to get meandering out. So if you need me, I might be over by our, uh, our tree home or. You give her a little pat on the back and she says, uh, well. Don't go anywhere without saying goodbye to your old granny. Bye, Grammy. She gives you like the princess wave. Hmm. I'll, I'll tiptoe and give her a um, a peck on the cheek. Okay. Okay. So you and leave I'll, the tree hole. Yeah, I'll leave the tree hole. What does Bellhaven look like? As you leave the ceremonial tree, you're standing atop a stair set overlooking town. You see various fairies are hustling about. Normally, it's a fun, chaotic mess of fun shenanigans and jokes, but since all the men have been dying, everyone comes off as very depressed and sad. You see a kid near the sidewalk with chalk writing sad faces on the back of the town job board at the bottom of the stairs. Aww. So you look down, like, you know, job boards on your right, there's a kid just writing frowny faces and little fairy boy. I'll go up to the little fairy boy. Hey there! Oh, it's a boy? Fuck it, yeah, he's a little, like, seven-year-old boy. He's like, hi. Hey there, buddy! How's it going? Oh, okay, I guess. Ah, um, I see you're writing some, uh, frowny faces there. Yeah, my dad just died. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I know how that feels. My father died as well. He looks and he says, yeah, really? Really? And, you know what? I just passed my womanhood trial in the tree hole, so things are going okay. And I promise you, the pain's never gonna go away, but... Time will surely heal it, little by little. That's good to know when he coughs. <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> I'll reach out and, like, like pet his head, but meanwhile, going for a fever check. Uh, it's, it's hot. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at you, and he's like, yeah. Um, what's I'm your name? Sick. Okay. My name's Billy. Oh, Billy. Um, who, who are your parents, Billy? My dad was Bobby. My mom is Sally. Aww. Um. Yeah, my mom said to try to go out and have a little fun, but I'm so tired that I, I don't know what else to do. Well, um, maybe I could help you have some fun. Um, how about instead of writing some frowning faces, you could write a smiley face. And then I'd take the chalk and write a smiley face. He's like, wow, that's a good smiley face. Doesn't it kind of make you feel a little bit happier on the inside? No. And you see in the distance a fairy cheer squad coming. (laughs) And the little kid's like, oh, no. And you hear, like, cheering from a squad of, like, hip, hip, hooray. Fairies rule the day. Hip, hip, hooray. Living Bellhaven way. And the kid's just like... (laughs) 
Oh, no. Does he look seriously upset? He looks like he just doesn't want to hear this fucking cheer squad whatsoever. Um, you know what, Billy? Come with me. And then I'll take his little hand and we'll run over to the other side of the tree hole. Okay, you, you do so. And the, you hear the fairies uh, chanting of songs like, come in and like, hip, hip, hooray, the fairies rule the day. And it dreams off into the distance. Okay. All right, Billy, you're safe for now, but I can't promise you a, a continued shielding. Yeah, I'm, I was told I'm probably going to die. Well, it was nice knowing you. Thank you for the support, but and he like It was to nice to up. meet you, Billy. I I enjoyed your uh your your small little meeting. He sits back down at the spot that you brought him and just starts drawing sad faces on the chalk where you left him. Billy, <laughs> come on. We talked about this. Yeah, I know. Let, let's try a smiley face. Okay. And he writes a smiley face and he goes, "There. There's a smiley face." <laughs> well, um, maybe if you want to hang out later, we could, you know, maybe play in a, a tree or something together. Okay, I'll be here. Okay, well, I'll be off, Billy. <laughs> he continues to make sad faces. <laughs> oh, Billy. I'm going to have to talk to Bobby and Sally later. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, I'll, I'll peer at the... Uh, the job, job listing since it's right above his noggin. So you, you look at the job board. It's just a wooden job board in town. You, you see a bunch of various jobs, you know, flood the wall like a goat milker. You see daycare assistant, lots of like typical day-to-day jobs. One of the jobs that catch your eyes says, Wolves eating bodies at the graveyard reward six gold pieces per each wolf. For info, report to Sal Stampler. Okay. Another one says... Goods needing delivered to Lakeshore. Reward, 20 gold pieces. Report to Mrs. Jolie Cannoli. <laughs> and you know this is the town's baker and owner of Jolie's Holy Moly Doughy Cannoli Bakery. You see one of the job listings reads, Rangers for hire. Need help locating ingredients for a baking recipe. Please report to Albert Hawkins. And Albert Hawkins is a scientist but you know him as a crazy scientist who tries to cover up his science with baking. Okay. Like he thinks he's hiding his science from the world. Or maybe it's just you. You don't know. But that's it. And then you just see the various other jobs like goat milker and daycare assistant. Okay. Does it tell you... Wait. Um, how much does he pay? Does it say? No, it does not say. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so you see... A job slip for wolves eating bodies to kill wolves and per gold pieces for each wolf. You see a goods delivery slip for 20 gold pieces to deliver goods to Lakeshore from Mrs. Jolie Cannoli. And the other one for the wolf killing was Sal Stampler to report to. And then you see Rangers for Hire by Albert Hawkins to find ingredients. Okay. Um, huh. Well... I don't have any gold pieces, do I? I have five. You have five gold pieces. <laughs> and as you're reading the job board, a young fairy boy is hanging up a job sheet. And he notices you and says, Hello there, my little kitty. If I told you your body was sexy, would you hold it again? Speak. Hi, my name's Sheldon Shorefoot. <laughs> yeah, Sheldon, I know who you are. We've known each other like our whole lives. Yeah, I know. I just 
you know, always good to practice. Uh, Looking good today, Poppy. Let's try not to call females kitty, okay? Okay, my little sugar puss. Uh, we're gonna have to work on this. I heard you passed your DT trial. Very yeah. magnificent. I did. What's that to you, Sheldon? Well, I passed my manhood trial. Did you? You know what happens when a man and a woman meet? Oh. They have sex. <laughs> so, so what are you posting there, Sheldon? <laughs> oh. My little hot tamale, you should see it and check it out. And he hands you it, and it says, Girlfriend wanted. Require. <laughs> it says, Requirements must be hot like a tamale, spicy like a pepper, and DTF like a succubus. If you're interested, knock on my dad's door. <laughs> and dad's door is crossed out with bachelor pad. <laughs> It says, it says, knock on the door two times fast and then three times slow and ask for the fuck machine. Oh, God. (laughs) And he looks at you and he says, feel free to call me anytime, Poppy. And he winks. You know, suddenly this character reminds me of the Shermanator. (laughs) That's a good relatability. Oh, God. He says, uh, so what are you up to, Poppy? Um, you know, just trying to find some funding. What do you mean, funding? A job. A job? I got a job. I'm sure you do. Um, actually, I'm going to take this one, and I'm going to snatch the... I'm going to snatch the, um... The, uh, Sal Stampler's wolf Mm. catch. Okay. Fire. And Sal Stampler's still in the ceremonial tree hole. Uh, I'll see you around, Sheldon. Uh, bye. Oh, hold on there, Poppy. You sure you don't want any help with anything? I'm I've, good. Uh, I got some free time. No, that's okay. I have fun finding a girlfriend. <laughs> okay, if you say so. And he like kind of meanders off, but he's still kind of in distance. He's just <laughs> hanging out. Just waiting <laughs> to see who would look at the flyer. <laughs> yeah, he's he's stalking the flyer to see if any girls <laughs> see it and are interested. Any woman walks by, no matter her age, he like leans on the post. Yeah. And I'll, let me say, uh, he, Sheldon, mm. it's definitely worth telling what he looks like. Okay. Oh, let me figure it out. Hold on. I have it written down. So as you look at Sheldon. What's his last name again? Surefoot. Surefoot. So Sheldon is a weak-chinned, overly greased, thin hair to the point where it looks like black paint on his head or brown paint. He has a daisily voice and a petite body and a huge fucking nose. He wears a Hawaiian shirt with flames, almost exactly like Guy Fury. He has cargo shorts on with extremely deep pockets and he has black combat boots on that come up to like his shins oh jesus (laughs) this kid's over there like breathing heavily waiting for a girl to pick off the job board do any girls look at him (laughs) everybody in the village knows sheldon as a kid who also has immunity to the village to the illness and he's just girls he's like one of the last guys on the village and girls still don't fucking go for him yep i mean that kind of makes sense. But he's one of the most confident motherfuckers in Bellhaven you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yep. Okay. Um. What? What does his family do? Uh, roll an insight check. Okay. A D twenty. 
18. Nice. Okay. Plus four. I'm going to have to break out the info pad. So just like a quick, like, how do, how would I know him? I knew, know that like. You fairy school with him? Yeah. But like, what does his family do for the village type yeah. of thing? Sheldon's parents, his dad is Leonard Shorefoot. And he is a motivate was a motivational speaker for the town of Bellhaven. He'd like give seminars and like hype people up on how to do good and like. That's why his son has the <laughs> confidence of a rock star. But he died with the illness, so leaving Sheldon with no father, and his mom was always a stay-at-home mom that uh, was always there for her son. And the dad did pretty po- prosperous. And enough to uh, send off the mom with uh, enough gold to continue being a stay-at-home mom for Sheldon. But lately, you haven't been seeing her around Village as much as you would. What's like, her name? Lisa. Lisa. Lisa Shorefoot. Lisa. Yeah. Stay at home. And you rolled an 18, so you know that uh, you know Sheldon was in your village. You hung out. Well, you didn't hang out with him, but he was always around you. And uh, Lisa was just a stay-at-home mom for Sheldon, and his dad was just a prosperous, motivational speaker. Okay. You rolled an 18. I mean, 22. Okay. So I'm also going to reveal a big fact to you that you didn't know. Okay. About him? About his family. Okay. Sheldon is cousins to Darwin. Oh, you (laughs) son of a bitch. (laughs) He's cousins with Darwin. And, uh... I don't know how much you know about Darwin's family. You can roll an insight check if you want to see how much you know because you were around him. May I have an advantage purely because I had a crush on him so hard that I probably stalked him to a minor degree. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> okay. 12. 9. Okay, okay so you so got 12. 12. Okay. So 16. So what you know about Darwin who is cousins to Sheldon Shorefoot, is that Darwin Stampler had a dad named Petrie Pterodactyl. (laughs) And his dad ran off on Darwin at a young age, leaving him with his single mom. So his mom's name is Sal, and she is a wealthy herb trader. And she trades herbs and medicines and, like, uh, potion kits, basically, like setups to make stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, Petrie Pterodactyl ran off on them at a young age leaving darwin without a a dad to grow up with okay that's what you know about sheldon and and darwin and darwin (laughs) okay cool beans um i have the uh flyer in hand for sal okay and um i'm just gonna waltz up to her you need to go back inside and talk yeah, to Sal. Yeah, to wherever I last saw her and see if I can still find her. Okay, you go up to her and you, you find her in the building. Hey, uh, so I said I'd be seeing you soon, but I guess oh, yeah. I didn't know how soon that would be. Uh, This flyer. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, can I help you out? Yeah, any wolves you kill near the graveyard, six gold pieces will pay you. I didn't want to push you into the job too quickly. I know you have a lot of stuff to do, but, you know. I do, but to be honest, it's kind of sad hanging around in the town. Yeah. Well, if you want the information you need, you can go and talk to the grave shift manager at the graveyard. Okay. And it's not the normal graveyard. It's the place where we bury all the dead man bodies. Okay. Yeah, very brutal spot. That's why we're paying six gold pieces for each wolf. Uh, We're trying to bury the fallen fairy members in a honorable manner, but wolves keep coming to steal the bodies, and it's been becoming a... uh, 
quite a bit of a dead body massacre, to say it bluntly. And uh, the graveyard managers could really use a lot of help killing the wolves. Okay. Yeah, we, a lack of warriors in the, the village, so. What's uh, the grave shift manager's name? Trinity. Trinity. Okay. Uh, I Do I know where this is? Is it far from town? It's south from town. You can get there relatively. It's at the bottom end of the town. It's okay. Bellhaven's not that big. Okay. Yeah, you can get there without, you know, 30 cool. minutes. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, okay. Um, I'd like to go there. Okay. <laughs> if that's cool, unless there's anything else, you know, planned. It is cool. So you walk toward the graveyard shift mm-hmm. area. You pass by a really sketchy looking hut that you know as the hut of Common the Shaman. Common the Shaman. You know her as being like this spiritual, very creepy and scary woman in the, uh village of Bellhaven. Yeah. And she's known for like taking little fingertips of DMT from the hole and then running back to her hut and she resides in her hut at almost all times. Okay, so a hermit, got it. And as you pass by, you see a dark shade around her hut and she sticks her head out of a bunch of bone beads as the entrance to her hut and she lets a long finger out and she motions you to come inside. Uh, uh. You see a face of thick blonde dreadlocks behind the bone beads. Okay. Uh, uh, t- Common? Is that you? This is me. Uh. You'll come into my shop? Yeah, I You'll mean. you come in? Yeah, you need some help. You'll I'll come, I'll come help you common. out. And she slowly drifts behind the beads as they rattle behind her. I'll, I'll duck through and, you know, spread them. Then, uh, uh, what's going on? How's it, it going? As you walk through the hut, she stares at you from her door, uh, from her chair, and she narrows her eyes, and you see just a roughly 30-year-old shaman woman with thick, blonde, dreadlock hair, and it's, like, hanging in front of her face, and she's got, like, a tattered robe on, but you can see just barely inside of her robe, she's, like, super attractive. She's got, like, a super feminine face, it's just got dirt on it. She's got, like, a curvy body, but, like, humble. She's just a very attractive woman. Okay. And as you go into her hut, candle lights float through the air. Smoke drifts in, like, unusual highways around the hut. All around you, you see various vials and herbs and other concoctions glowing and moving around. And she says, ah, yes, Papi. The adventurous fate that has yet to be foreseen. The one whose actions will have a vital impact on all we hold dear or nothing at all. I urge you to take part in my physical manifestation ritual, but you may be able to benefit greatly, or not at all. And she holds up some mushrooms in her hand. Do you embrace the chaos that I will allow into your brain? Uh, I mean... You sit down, Poppy, and she holds out a chair. Is this going to take a while? I have somewhere I have to be. It will take as much time as you need or none at all. And she holds a chair out for you to sit down in. And she says, sit down, sit down. And she pushes you into the chair. Uh, okay. Uh, can I get a cup of tea, please? You want a cup of tea? And she says, okay, I get you a cup of tea. And she, like, goes around and grabs a cup of water and dumps some, like, murky substance from a jar into the <laughs> cup of tea. And, like, fog is just drifting all around the room. And you see this woman in a robe just going around the shop like Jack Sparrow grabbing stuff and like <laughs> sniffing it and then dumps a little in the tea and she puts the tea on the table in a haste 
How gross does the tea look? And how bad does it smell? It looks like muddy water. And it smells like someone took a smelly plant and put it into a tree, into a, a pot and then cooked it. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks. You, you, you can drink yes. this. We will do a ritual that we call the manifestation ritual. You must be ready to embrace chaos and take spirituality enhancing substances. And you will be happy and this will help you in your adventures in the future. It's really healthy to be taking some some mind altering drugs two days in a row or two times in one day. You just took a lethal dose of the DMT from the hole? Yeah. This is different doses. You'll be one hundred percent okay. I promise you, you will get nothing but benefit from this. Or none at all. Okay, well I mean I guess I'm my my own woman now, so um You make the choices. You may walk out of my hut if you wish, but I assure you there's a good chance that you will regret walking out of here without taking my ritual. Alright, alright. You've convinced me. Lay it on me. She lays out four mushrooms from a jar, each of a different shade of bright coloring. You see a green, a red, a blue, and a white one. She says, pick one for yourself, and then you will pick one for me. A green, a red, a blue, and a white. Yeah. Do any of them smell best? They all smell similar. Okay. I mean, they're mushrooms. Um, okay. I'll take the red one. And I'll hand her the blue one. Oh, good pick. Now, drink your tea and then eat the mushroom and I will eat mine. And she stuffs into her mouth and starts chewing violently. <laughs> I, I, before she, or like as she does it, I'll just hold out mine like, cheers! And, ah. Uh, chewing on hers. Okay. <laughs> and eat your mushroom. And I assure you, this will be good. Take a chug of the nasty drink and shove the mushroom in my mouth. As you eat the mushroom and it hits your tongue, you feel as if you're falling into your chair at 100 miles per hour. Common eyes, not straining from you once, says, Open your eyes, Bobby, and embrace the chaos. All we are are molecules being tossed around in a room cycle called the universe. You must release your ego and embrace the concept of total collaboration with everything that is known and will never be known. Her voice deepens in your mind and it's like a You must embrace the chaos. You must accept that life and death is irrelevant. Everything that will happen has already happened in the void of infinite time. Do you embrace chaos, Bobby? You know what? start tripping balls. You see the hut is just glowing different colors and moving. You feel like you're falling in your chair at a thousand miles per hour. And she's urging you as her voice gets deep and her face becomes bright. And she says, Embrace the chaos, Poppy. Embrace the chaos. Common releases a huge amount of butterflies from a cage. And they just light the room up with a fluorescent blue as they mix with the lights. They feel more vibrant and detailed than you've ever seen before. As the fabrics connecting time and space seem like they're visible, the shaman then holds out two pipes, one for you and one for her, and she says, Three large pills. No matter how hard it gets, no less, no more. You must take three. While I'm tripping? While you're tripping. Can I? She has one for her as well. And she says, Take the hits, and you will not regret it, Bobby. And it's again trippy as fuck. 
I, I don't know if I should. Take the hits and she puts it. You already took half. The next half dose is the most important. I assure you this will be greatly beneficial for you. And she holds it up to you and she says, take it, take it, take it. I guess I'll take it. As you take the first rip of the secret substance, which looks exactly like the Of course. <laughs> you hit it and everything starts to vibrate. Do you take the second uh, hit? I, yeah, probably. <laughs> you hit it and you see like dimensional graphs and everything around you. The butterflies, you see like basically a graphic paper on them. And then she says motions to another one as she's hitting it with you and her eyes are getting fucking huge and the dreadlocks are just moving all around oh, like snakes. Fuck. And she says, Take the third hit, Bobby. Rocket ship to the moon. <laughs> as you feel everything just evaporate into air and you just lose consciousness. And you sit back in your DMT trip once more. <laughs> You see yourself in a long hallway, horror hallway, and it feels way less detailed than the last time. And Common standing next to you in this trip. And she says, you are back in your trip, Poppy. And she looks around and she goes, oh yes, this is very interesting. I cannot believe you are here. I cannot believe I am here. I feel so safe here. And she says, you must recall small details from your trip for the physical manifestation to work, Poppy. And for you to recall small details, yeah, I'm gonna ask you, yeah, to recall one monster, okay, that was in this hallway besides the snake, the rich people, the crowd, and the uh, hold on, and the clown, and the clown. Yes, okay. thank you. You have to recall one creature. Okay, um, I know this one. Okay, all right. There's a couple that I know. Okay, one a giant gelatinous cube thing uh, um but also something that had skin tags on it mm, yep 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 those stuck in my brain okay the, uh, she says oh and as you say these names you see the creatures fall out of the room but they don't seem harmless they just melt in front of your eyes as you see that like all of it was a trip from the first time and all of it's a trip now okay you just embraced chaos in this room and like solidified it in your own brain and you feel a fuck ton of control with common okay common says oh good job watch as the room of in chaos embraces both of us and it starts to melt and then it folds back together in the form of the outward green field that's the nigelism <laughs> the room slowly melts in the black and then slowly builds back up around you in the form of nigel's chicken coop you see chickens all around you frozen in time she says, uh, embrace the chaos, Poppy. Small details. This is what we need to do. Name one chicken uh. other than Nigel. Uh, fuck. I don't think I remember anyone besides Nigel. Oh, fuck. You better. Oh, okay. Hold on. Um, okay, I got this, actually. You must learn one chicken to embrace the chaos, your poppy. If you do not, we are in... Anakin! Anakin! Eggwalker! And she lifts her hands up into the air and screams as the room starts to melt. Embrace the chaos! Embrace the chaos! And the room melts around you guys and you feel a sense of safety and collaboration with the trip. The room melts again and builds back up in the form of you and Darwin's log cabin. 
how did your children make their fortune in the universe once you defeated Veronica? If I remember correctly, <laughs> it was pining for treasures in the river. <laughs> she looks at you and she says, You embrace chaos better than anyone I've seen in this hut yet. Although most people don't come into my hut because they are scared of me. I don't know why. You, you seem like a lovely lady. You just see a dirty face behind uh, a bunch of thick blonde dreadlocks and they just twitch at you. <laughs> and she's like, oh. <laughs> and she says, you have embraced the chaos very well. And she holds her hand up and screams once more and everything drifts down into complete blackness and you lose touch of Common the Shaman but you see two items in front of your face. Okay. You see your bracelet with the three hearts on it. Okay. And you see the necklace that controlled the crows. Okay. And you get the feeling that you can only grab one of them. So you can choose to take a physical manifestation out of this ritual. Yeah. And you can pull out the crow whistle. Uh-huh. Or the three heart the three heart bracelet. What would the three heart bracelet do. You don't know. You're in complete blackness. You just destroyed my <laughs> little quiz there. <laughs> and you just see these two items floating. You're floating in like an infinite space. And all you have to do is reach out and grab one of them. That's a hard, a hard one. Because I don't know what the heart does. So like, I know what the bird whistle does. Can I do arcana check yeah yeah go for it i think that's fair eight (laughs) you can assess that the bracelet somehow doesn't give you lives but gives you a certain amount of health that's what i assumed it would do it's just like how much am i gonna be dying a lot or am i gonna need help a lot um God, that's a fucking hard one. Hmm. Hum, 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 hum. I'm gonna do the health bracelet. Okay. Okay, Um. so I'm just gonna be like a... I guess I'll take this one and I'll grab the you heart bracelet. As you grab it, everything flashes before you and you find yourself back in Common's hut. The hut looks completely empty. You don't have anything in your hands at all. Not on your wrists. Huh. It felt so real. And then you turn around because you feel breathing on your neck. And you see Common inches away from your face. And she's got a bracelet in front of you two that she's looking at. And you guys are centimeters away from each other's face. And she's like, you picked something very interesting. And she holds it out to you to take this bracelet that you'll pick seems as if it gives you the health the health of of life of chaos and life i'll tell you what it does because i think you have to know what it does you have a bracelet with three hearts on them and it gives you 1d20 of health each day total so like total there's three hearts on it it does each heart give like seven or 6.5 or whatever whatever 20 divided by uh three yeah, three okay. is. But each whenever you, you you have to look into the hearts 
and like focus your life energy on the hearts. It's a concentration. And you have to concentrate on the hearts and you roll a D20 and that's the amount of health you get. And then based on how much health you get from your roll, that's how many hearts glow up. So if you get like okay. one third, you know, like what's 20 divided by three? Uh, it's like 6.33. Yeah. yeah, so if you get like, let's say eight, you get like the first heart and then a little bit of the next one glows up. And I'll say based on how much you concentrate your life energy onto the bracelet, that's how much health you get, you know? Okay, cool. Very cool. Okay, um, concentration, 1d20, got it. Okay, uh... Jeez, Comet, didn't see you there. Thanks for that. And I'll reach forward and grab it. You will take the bracelet, and I assure you will do great things on your adventure. I see your trip, and your trip is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. What? But also could be the best. You have a fate that is yes to be seen, but is also vital for the extinction of life and preservation of Bellhaven. The the worst worst trip? What do you, can you circle back to that? What do you mean the worst trip? You have chaos and horror, and you have love. But normally, when you go into the trip, you have all one of chaos. You have all one of happiness. You are mixed. You are dangerous, but you are also happy. You are also optimistic yet pessimistic. Your future holds great. Your future holds great danger but also great preservation for life. Um, thanks, I guess. I've never received quite a compliment like that. It's not a compliment. But it's it is if you think about it. a show of significance. <laughs> you are significant to the village. You are significant to the world. And you have the choice to maintain your fate or do nothing with it at all. Wow. Okay, that's, that's heavy. I'll, I'll think on that one. Um... You have significance in my life, and I'll reach out and give her a peck on each cheek. She, her eyes open up inside of her, like, fucking fat dreadlocks in front of her face, and she's like, oh my, (laughs) the first human contact I've had in quite some time. Are you looking for a boyfriend? No, I do not look for a boyfriend. I look for spirits. I enjoy the spirits of company. Well, if you're looking for a boyfriend and you uh, want one, I know exactly where to find one. <laughs> I do not look for a boyfriend, so I do not care about your recommendation. All right. Well, options, options, options. She holds your hand and she says to you one last time, you make the difference of the world. I trust you will make the best decisions or none at all. Go unfeel your fate. And change the world, Poppy. You are important, and I see this. Thanks, Common. I, I honestly, I enjoyed this experience. She walks away before you can finish, and just starts fidgeting with some drugs and makes up another like concoction that she's about to start smoking. Uh, okay, I- I'm gonna head out now. Goodbye, Poppy. She says busily as she's like hastily smelling a bunch of random shit. <laughs> uh, bye. You leave through some bone curtains, and you make your way to the graveyard. Yay! <laughs> you exit through the bone curtains, and um, you make your way to the uh, graveyard. Yeah, and as a, a stray wind passes through that carries the smell of 
bones and decaying flesh, it uh, ruffles a small little note in my uh, breast pocket. And I reach in and grab it and read the note that Sprinkles handed to me. Sprinkles, you mean Skittles? Oh, sorry, Skittles. And reach the note that uh, Skittles gave to me. The note that Skittles read to you, you unfold in it. It says, meet me in the abandoned castle north of town tonight at dawn. We have to speak ASAP. And it's signed in like really colorful rainbow handwriting. It's like super pretty. Like me- the handwriting's just as pretty as, as uh, Skittles. <laughs> now I'm calling her Sprinkles. It's just as pretty as Skittles. Um, with uh, glittery gel pen writing. Yeah. That, the rainbow one that changes colors as like it writes. fluorescent. <laughs> like, she puts so much work in this little letter, but, like, it's... And sprays it with yeah, a perfume. <laughs> it smells fucking skittly. Yum. I can taste the rainbow. Um, okay, meet me at castle at dawn. Yeah, and you know the abandoned castle is, like, this old castle that was there way before... Not Bellhaven, but before, like, you were born. Okay. It, so like it used a, to be a human castle. So it's like an ancient ruins. Yeah, it's an thing. ancient ruins, but uh, you know it is like a castle that humans used to live in, and they were like taking advantage of fairies back in the day, and they were like exploiting fairies and cutting down the trees and burning woods and hunting animals. Okay. And eventually, the fairies uprised against the castle. Okay. But now it's just a, a straight up. You guys took out all the humans. At least that's what your history book said in fairy school, and. Uh, the humans are gone, and now it's just a legitimate abandoned castle that teenagers go to every now and then and make out in. Okay. When there's guys. Now there's no guys, so now maybe lesbians. Lesbians go there and hang out, make out. Or bisexuals. Yeah, bisexuals. Binaries. I don't know. The fucking rats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, meet at castle at dawn. Got it. So you make your way to the cemetery where all the fairy men are bodily disposed. Uh, Bellhaven starts to open up a little bit into woods. You walk into the opening, and you see a large pile of dead fairy bodies and a worker moving piles of bodies from the big pile to a small pile, and she's getting ready to burn the piles, but she looks very hesitant with it, and there's a manager kind of keeping eye out around her and kind of looking around very hesitantly, and she sees you, and, like, her eyes open up, and she's like, Ah, come here, come here. Uh, uh, hi, um, I'm, I'm You're a Poppy. worker, right? You're, you here, you, I'm assuming you came here for the ad, correct? Yeah, no, I came to God. help. Good, good, good. Are yeah. you the grave manager? I'm the grave manager. I'm Trinity, and she puts her hand out for a quick handshake. Nice to meet you. Shakes your hand and says, uh, oh yeah, these, uh, these rats have been coming here every time we start to burn the bodies, and we need a mercenary, but all the mercenaries were men in their town, and now they're all dead, or they left village, so... You're here to help, huh? I'm here to help. Uh, so you talked to uh, Sal. She told you the whole lineup of what's going on here, huh? I did. All right. So we're going to... The plan of what's going to happen here is we're going to start to burn the bodies, and these rats are accustomed to coming over here when the bodies start getting burned. So as soon as we light those fires, rats come running. Uh, I don't know if you're up to the challenge. These rats are pretty tough. Good old Millie Bobby Brown over there. Her wings are all tattered up, and she's all beat up from the rats. And you see the... Jeez fairy that's like loading bodies into the small she's she's got like rat bites out of her her back and she's like kind of bloodied and scratched and she's like oh yeah these rats are fucking me up rats i thought sal said they were wolves ah nah that's bureaucracy at our finest here in bellhaven these are rats here uh there must have just been a typo you know those consultants and leaders they always get the kind of detached from us working class they're just consultants we're leaders we're workers you know it's chaos in the town we 
We got rats here eating the bodies. Well, um, that's a pretty harsh subject. My uh, grandma is actually in the leadership. I could, uh, maybe I could throw someone over this way just to oversee some things. But also at the same time, I'm going to help you guys right now. You're one of them consultant daughters, aren't you? Yeah, that's okay. Well, oh, I'm not. You're gonna that's be a, a worker today, so okay. I'm assuming you're gonna be good with the bow. I'm hoping since you're brave enough to come after this. I do have my ancestral bow, yes. And how about your friend over there? He's gonna help you out. And you see what? coming from the trail, Poppy. There you are. What are you doing over <sighs> here? You responded to the ad as well. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Sheldon. I thought you might need a little bit of backup here. And he comes over and sits next to you and he says, uh, yeah, we're going to take care of these rats for you. Listen Um, Sheldon, uh, you said backup. Yeah, I'm going to need that. I'm going to need you to back up, please. He looks at you and he's like, sure. And he, he legitimately backs up as far as you want him to. He's like, All right. if you don't want me to help you, Poppy, that's okay. But these rats can be dangerous. So I just thought you needed the help of a fine young warrior such as myself. <laughs> I mean, feel free to step in whenever you feel like you need to. But um, I'm more of just saying keep a distance between us. One that's appropriate of people our age. Listen, I take my shots of the ladies. But I know damn well what a girl does want me, and I respect their boundaries. <laughs> All right. I, but, I uh, now suddenly respect you a little bit more. <laughs> but just because the cow doesn't learn to eat doesn't mean he can't moo as much as he wants. And he looks over <laughs> and he goes, ooh. <laughs> but I ain't no moo. Maybe I'm a stallion. <laughs> and That's he, he pulls out a sword. He goes, I'll be to kill some rats for you, though. Sugarpuss. Um, that's a lot to process. How can we help you, Miss Trinity? <laughs> Trinity's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what about to do here, but uh, it seems like you guys got quite the relationship going on. Uh, I'm not here for the ins and outs of this. I just want you guys to take care of the rats. So let me just tell you one thing. We start burning the bodies. The rats are accustomed to the smell. They come running. Whenever you guys are ready. Me and my worker here, Millie Bobby Brown, we're going to go hide in the shack, and we're going to start burning the bodies, and we're going to go into safety because we've been dealing with this way too much. Okay. You guys tell me you're ready, and we'll uh, we'll start the body burn, and you guys are just going to have to deal with some rats, if that's okay with you. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> we're going to deal with those rats real hard and good. Yeah. Um, light them on fire. She goes, uh, Millie Bob Brown, you go let the rats, and we're going to go hide in the shed, and they're going to take care of them, right? And she, yeah, we got it. <laughs> and she uh, she lines up a like line of some kind of liquid on top of the bodies, and it's like a medium patch of bodies. It's okay. uh, like twenty or so. And they uh, they head back in the shed, and uh, she gives you the thumbs up behind closed doors that you guys are ready. And Sheldon steps in front of you, he's like, "We got this." And he looks at you and he says, "Uh, you got any game plan and how to go after these rats, or are we just gonna go straight up like a brave warrior?" Uh. The Brave Warrior route. Yep, that's what I was going for. And uh, Sheldon jumps on top of the large bodies. Ah. <laughs> and he's like, for Bellhaven. <laughs> uh, I he, wouldn't do that, Sheldon. He the- puts his sword up into the sky as you say that. He's like, oh, you think I'm disrespected? Oh, fuck, baby. And he like runs down really quick. And he's like, my bad. <laughs> I just got wrapped up at the moment. You mean you got rat? 
God, that was a good pug, you fantastic woman, you. And he goes, we're going to kill uh, these rats right good. Yeah, let's go get them. All right, so Millie Bobby Brown drops a match on top of the liquid, and it shoots out and lights the bodies on fire. As you guys stand around this giant pile of bodies, uh, in the distance you see, like, a, a long field. Okay. And then deep woods. Roughly 15 minutes later... You're just sitting, hanging out with Sheldon. Are you, like, saying anything to Sheldon as you guys are waiting for us? You know, any dialogue you want to go through? Uh, so, any luck on the girlfriend front? Well, I'm not there at the fuck pad, but shoot your shot out there, Billy, Tibes, and one day, one of those lucky turkeys are going to come in for the shot. They're going to knock at that door, and my mom's going to be there to answer it and tell me what's going on. I haven't gotten any response yet, but as soon as I do... I'm going to get back to the house. My mom's going to let me know if any girls came. She's kind of like the, uh, my mom's a good, how do you say? She knows how to judge what's good for the, the machine here that is Sheldon, you know. The Sheldonator. Uh, well, uh, nothing turns on a, a lady like a mother wing, wingmanning her son, huh? Yep. My mom's inside all the time now. You know, since the whole deaths and whatnot, but... She'll open the door, and if there's a girl there that I don't want, I'm sure she's a good enough judge. She'll open the door and tell me whether or not a girl came, and uh, it's all good. Don't worry about my love life, baby. If you're getting jealous, you don't have to worry. (laughs) You can be the only girl for me if you want, but as soon as you want to step up to the plate to my girlfriend, you let me know, and all that jealousy can go right out the window. Thank you for the kind and gracious offer, but uh, I think I'm good. He leads in for a kiss. Uh, no, no, okay. <laughs> oh. Hand out to the face. I read the, I read it wrong. My bad. You think? Can't mean to offend you. Uh-huh. <laughs> As this is happening, you see three rats coming in for the bodies through the woods. Okay. How far away are they? Um, They're closing the distance, but roughly 100 feet away from you. Okay. Across the field, and they're running fast. Okay. Three of them? Mm-hmm. Boop, boop, boop. Three okay. rats and one rat pup. That's sad. Well, all right. Well, I'll take out my uh, short bow and notch an arrow in, and um, I'll wait for them to get within 80 feet. Okay, cool. And uh, Sheldon sits there, and he says, uh, Up here for ya. But I'm running into battle, and he oh, runs God. straight after the rats before you wait for the 80 feet. All right, so, Sheldon! <laughs> we're going to have you guys roll initiative. Okay. Okay, I'm going to roll for Sheldon first. Oh, shit. Sheldon got an 18. What'd you get? A nat 20. The rats got a 5. Ooh. So it's uh, Poppy, Sheldon, rats. Okay. On the initiative board. So you wait till the rats get into uh, yeah. I mean, okay, my brain process is that if I see Sheldon running forward towards them, I'm going to run after him a little bit. So I'll probably okay. run forward like 30 feet. They'll probably still be running, so it'll somewhat match up, I assume. And so... I'll say you can get within distance where you can get a shot on the rats. Yeah. Before Sheldon gets there. Okay. So you can have two shots on the rats before they get get to you. Okay. If you want to, or you can run up with Sheldon to be right next to him as he fights the rats. Um. Like how? Where are you exactly running? Are you gonna run to the exact stretch point to where the rats can't get you at an eighty feet 
point? No, I was more of just running towards like where Sheldon's running to, so like we could be next to each other in battle. So then, so if, if you do that, you're gonna run us. straight up next to the rats, like close, because he's running in for hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, but. But you could stop early. Oh, okay. I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll stop early. Okay. okay. So you're gonna give a little bit of distance between you and the rats. Yeah. Okay. So the rats come through the forest. Okay. And you run up within distance length of getting a good shot, but also 80 feet of the rats. Yep. And Sheldon just runs after him and goes, fighting for Belhaven for glory. (laughs) He holds his sword above his small petite boy head and uh, slicked back hair and he goes in straight for the rats and you take your shot. So Yeah, I'll run up a little bit and like kind of just like heft the bow back. Yeah. Take your attack and see if you can break the rats. There's three rats in the pop. plus 11. 11 total? Yes. You shoot your arrow, it flies through the air, and it lands right next to one of the rat pups, and it just misses the big rat. Fuck! You missed. It is uh, Sheldon's turn. He's going to make it to the rats, and he's going to roll. Sheldon's going to hit. Sometimes um, the eye that I got poked in as a child with the stick likes to twitch, and it throws my depth perception off. Sheldon runs after the rat in the center and just fucking full speed for Belhaven and for glory. And he chops down the rat right in the head and just hits it skull first. Cracks its skull, drops it to the ground, and it stands up barely twitching. It's all fucked up. Like, he caught it in the head hard as fuck. Jeez. And now the rat is going to attack for him as the other two rats keep running forward after the bodies. And the pup, the rat with the pup stays with Darwin. So the rat is going to go on Darwin, and as it lunges for Darwin, Darwin sidesteps the rat, <laughs> and the rat just lunges forward after him and just completely misses uh, uh, Sheldon, and just completely misses Sheldon as he's like, nice try, you little bitch. <laughs> and he's like, gets his sword ready to cock for another one, and the pup rat is just sitting behind him, following the uh, the big rat, not oh. really doing any attacks, just kind of mimicking his mama. Okay. Your turn. Uh, you have two giant rats coming straight toward your direction. It's not the other rats' turns? No, they're going to use their turn to uh, dash oh, okay. forward. So they're going to be within combat range of you, mm-hmm. but you're 80 feet. So they're going to close the distance with a dash. So they're going to go like 60 feet. Oh. 18. Ah, okay. You're going to take a shot on the rat. Yeah, I'm going to take a shot. And which one is closer to me? Rat two. Okay. <laughs> I am going to do six damage to Rat 2 as I um, aim for its shoulder. I assume that's probably where they carry majority of their weight while they're running. So You take your shot and you shoot the rat directly in it and it hits the ground and just slides as you, like, you didn't kill it. Yep. But you hit it so hard that you just completely stopped it in its force. Cool. So now you have... Sheldon's rat that's looking right fucked up and your rat is looking right fucked up. Okay. And the third rat is going to go, or the second rat's going to continue to attack you. Yep. He rolled a five. Okay. So he also lunges forward and you see that like what Sheldon did earlier with the sidestep that looked cool as fuck. <laughs> you realize it was like actually kind of easy. Like this rat's first attack is like super predictable. Okay. Like he, he telegraphed the, the lunge bite super easy and you sidestep. I mean, you notice that it wasn't that cool anymore. 
All right, well. Uh... And then the other rat's gonna dash toward the bodies, and he's gonna run straight past you. So now he's like twenty feet running after the bodies, and he's about to catch up to the bodies. Okay. You see Sheldon fighting with a rat, and as he sidesteps the rat, he does like a circle spin with his sword, and just cuts the. He comes down and just cuts the rat's head straight in half. And he had extra damage, and with that extra damage, he came down and killed the pup as well. Aww. So he cut the major rat's head off, and at the same time stomped the baby rat that was like trying to nip at his feet. It's now your turn. Okay. And then Sheldon's going to start making his way toward you to help you with your rat. Okay. Is the um, last rat like behind me towards the pile then? Yeah, he's about to make it to the pile. Okay, I'll swing around and aim for him. A 12 plus 9. You hit. Okay, cool. <laughs> 5 plus 5, 10. How do you finish the rat running toward the bodies? Um, I am going to aim right for its butthole. Oh, shit. Okay. No pun intended. Nope. You Tell me how you finish the rat in its asshole. I'm just going to shoot, you know, aim directly for the butthole. and. Um... Your arrow goes through its asshole and sticks out the rat's mouth. And it yep. just stops. In its tra- it doesn't even roll. It just stops and slides on its belly and lands right before the dead fairy pile. All and right. it's it's brutal looking. And Sheldon's <laughs> like, that rat was an asshole. <laughs> and I'm coming to help you, baby. <sighs> I would prefer if you keep the misogynistic pet names to a minimum. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so you went. Now Sheldon's going to go, and he's going to swing on the rat. Yeah, rain. Yeah, if you guys can hear, excuse the rain. We live in Florida, and it just started downpouring. So if you can hear it in the background, eh, just think. the uh, As they started fighting, it started trickling down in the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Sheldon's going to run up and swing on your rat. And the rat's going to move away and attempt to attack you. And Sheldon's going to miss and just whiff and hit the dirt right next to the rat. And he's going to go, oh, you little rat bastard. Don't fuck with my girl. Don't fuck with Poppy. <laughs> and it's uh, the rat's turn. There's another rat? Yeah. The, you shot the rat running at the bodies. Yeah. But you didn't finish the rat that was after you. You shot it in the shoulder. And now its attention's on you. Oh. Yeah. So you're okay. fighting a rat. Fair and enough. Sheldon came to swing on it and miss. So now the rat's going to continue to attack you. Okay. All right. You're going to sidestep the rat once more. He rolled a six. Nothing for you. Light, nimble fairy body. You ditch out of the way of the rat. Yeah. I use my wings to jet myself off the ground about five ah, feet. There you go. <laughs> and you flutter back down. Yep. We're doing a mechanic where you can't fly away super easy. Like ah, these fairies can only go up like, you know, 20 feet and then flutter back down. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's now your turn. You're okay. fighting with a rat. Okay, I will um, uh, fly, or not fly, sorry. I will uh, let my arrow fly <laughs> towards. <laughs> what is it? You hit. It, you're plus eight, you got an eight and then plus nine. Yeah, okay. The rat's AC is 12. All right. Three plus five. How do you finish the last rat? Um. Good dodging, baby. Holy cow. I'm gonna. Uh, I beat Poppy. As you fly away and Darwin, or as you fly away and Sheldon looks at you as you dodge the rat, he's impressed as fuck. I'm gonna aim right between the eyeballs. Okay. Yep, and I'm gonna yep shoot him. The arrow plunges into the rat's skull, and Sheldon's like, "Oh my god, what a good shot!" Yeah, <laughs> and he's like looking all excited. He starts doing like a little dance. He's like, "Fuck yeah, Poppy killed the rat!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Do you want to collect the bounty or you want to split it? Because we got three rats with six gold pieces each. Yeah, uh, we can split it. Let's bring back, uh, what do you think? Cut off the giant rat's head or uh, maybe the tail? Yeah, let's do the tail. Yeah, I guess the tail would be good. I want to wear it by like a belt. What are you going to (laughs) do? I don't know yet. (laughs) As you guys are talking about what you're going to do with the rat bodies, Trinity comes up and she's like, uh, Hey guys, uh, good job killing the rats. We saw what you did there. Uh, one problem though, that rat had a baby. And this is the first baby we've seen yet. Which tells me that there's more rats coming. Which is, not to be weird or anything, but pretty detrimental for Billhaven because we ran out of mercenaries. Um, hey, not to be over-pushing your job. You guys didn't look like you got hit by the rats. Very impressive, very good. And Jill's like, oh yeah, rats don't stand a chance against me and Poppy. <laughs> and he says, uh, she says, uh, well, if you guys want to keep pushing your luck, maybe you can try and track where the rats came back from because uh, a little bit creepy that there's a baby here. And if these rats start attacking the fairy village, I'm going to tell you what, Bellhaven's a little bit fucked. It could just throw a big old monkey wrench in a city with a giant monkey wrench in it already. Yeah, I mean, we should definitely start training training some more uh, female mercenaries and, and yeah. warriors and bodyguards. But, um, yeah. Well, maybe you can tell your fancy grandma, the consultant, and maybe she can get through and tell the other consultants and start training mercenaries. But right now, we got no mercenaries in training. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, we'll do you the favor and maybe go and track down this family of rats. That would be awesome. Thank you. Sheldon's like... Yeah, we're going to track down the rats. <laughs> Poppy's a tracker. I know. I've seen her at fairy school. She does that track. She's going to track these rats down like nothing. <laughs> uh, thanks for the confidence boost there, Sheldon. Uh, I appreciate the uh, positivity. He finger guns you and goes, pow, pow, pow. Uh, finger pow. bag. Pow, pow. Finger bag. <laughs> bag, bag, bag. <laughs> And you guys collect uh, the three rat tails? Yeah, let's let's go track those rats. Okay. And um, can I do a, um, what would it be, like a nature check or an in- insight or investigation? Well, you're a ranger. Yeah. So you have, like, advantage on tracking rats, I believe, or tracking anything. Are we um, on in a forest? Yes, it goes then, into a forest. Yes. I have times two proficiency bonus. Holy shit. Oh, tracking. I learned their number, size, and how long ago they've traveled in that area. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> Roll your d20 to see how well you do tracking, and I'll add perception. 14. That's 18 with your proficiency bonus, and then yep. add your perception modifier. 24. Holy fuck. Okay, so you get down on the ground. Tell me how you find the tracks of the rats, and it leads into a trail. Um, I would like to go down to the rat that's nearest to the forest and i would like to look down at its foot okay i'd like to pick up its foot and lick it <laughs> you do so what do i get from this foot lick you get the there has been an intermittently different amount of rats coming through here uh but it seems like four to five may no it seems like six have been here total and you just killed three okay and mm. you can see that they're running back in the direction that they came from. And you can successfully navigate a game trail that the rats have created to where you can follow them all the way back to wherever you think they came from. What direction? Uh, I believe I said the graveyard was south. Yeah. Yeah, so it continues south into the forest. Okay. 
Mm. Yes, there are two more rats in the southern direction. It seems that yeah. they're, they're yeah. game trail leads oh. down, possibly towards their nest. Okay. Okay. So we need to go get them. Yeah. Let's go get wow. them. And he, is <laughs> like, let's go down the rat trail. And he starts leading down the rat trail and he's like, boy, you know, Poppy, this is like a dream. Yeah, I'm why? Chasing down rats with Poppy Petticoat. This is a fantastic, like, this is like a dream come treat for me. Oh, thanks, Sheldon Surefoot. I can't definitely say that it's been a dream of mine, but honestly, it's not Never had a dream horrible. of running through a forest with a good-looking guy like me? Uh, uh no, can't say I have. <laughs> Roll a deception check to see if he knows that you're lying about not doing this with Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, nope, my deception zero. So you rolled... Five. Sheldon looks at you and he's, he can tell you're definitely lying about not having a dream. And he's like, ah, you know, women dream about walking through the forest with good-looking guys. I can only assume you had a good dream of walking through the forest with me. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Sheldon, why don't we focus on the task at hand, huh? <laughs> you guys walk through the forest for like 30 minutes. It starts getting really dense. The trail closes down. It reminds you, oddly enough, of the uh, the wolf trail hardcore that you had in your D&T trip. Okay. Uh, everything is almost a deja vu feeling. And okay. then before the trail opens up into the cave like you saw last time, mm-hmm. you hear a voice call out to you. Hey, you! A stranger calls from somewhere in the trees. Hey! Hey, you guys! Hey! I'll look towards the noise and see if I see anything. Roll a d20 perception. I'll have... Sheldon. 20. Okay. Sheldon looks around and he's like, I don't see where he is. And you see a, you see a, uh, a red goblin hanging in a tree. Okay. And he says, hey, you guys, you better watch out. There's a lot of rats running through here. You're in a lot of danger being in this trail. They chased me up this tree. I, I've been, they've been running back and forth here, and I couldn't get down ever since. Oh, do you need some help? Yeah. Oh, I can help you. Yeah. You need some help getting down? We could help you. You need help getting down. And... Well, I don't need help getting down. I, these rats keep attacking me whenever I get down. It's like they've been trying to eat me. They think I'm some kind of dead fairy. Oh, well, I mean... Uh, I need you guys... We need to kill the rats. Yeah, that was our plan. We're actually here to oh, find the nest. You need to kill the rats? We're going to kill the rats. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so I could probably get down from the tree? <laughs> yeah. If you want to get down from the tree, we'll uh, guard you yeah. while you get down. Come down for the tree, buddy. We got you. <laughs> Sheldon, like, goes up to the tree and helps him down like he's helping, like, a, a toddler from the tree. And he, like, puts his hands on his waist and, like, drops it down. <laughs> he's like, the goblin says... That's a little unnecessary, but okay, that's fine, I guess. Come up, buddy, we got ya. (laughs) (laughs) Reaches down to hold his hand. (laughs) He says, uh, well, where'd the rats come from? First of all, let me introduce myself to you guys. My name's Listed. I'm the Red Goblet of the Forest. And he holds his hand out to you guys to shake. You live in this forest? Yeah, I, I live in this forest, yeah. Uh... What's up with the sudden increase of rat populations? You got me. I'm uh, clueless. I've just been wandering through the forest. I've been trying to find a new home, and uh, 
just got sidetracked by these rats. Well, that's quite upsetting. Yeah, you're telling me. I've well, been turmoil running away from my homes, and now I'm getting attacked by rats, and <laughs> good old goblin luck for you. <laughs> well, I don't know how being a goblin is, but I can sure help you. Uh, let me know which direction they're headed in, and we'll follow it right in. He points in the direction of the trail that closes, and as you guys open up just like two bushes ten steps in, he, he leads you in there and he says, the rats keep coming from this little trail here. He opens up a pathway and there's a giant cave, just almost exactly looking like the one from your DMT trip where, okay. the, wolf, where the wolves were. Yep. And uh, instead this cave goes way deeper. It hides in the pitch. You can see it like falls in and uh, Liston says, the rats keep coming out of that cave and oh, weird shit goes on in that cave. I don't know what but a lot of rats keep coming from it. All right, well, uh, are you going to join us, Liston? I'll keep a healthy distance from behind, but I'm a little bit freaked out from the rats. I'm going to keep my distance, if you don't mind. Fine by me. You stay back there, buddy. Let the warriors take care of this. (laughs) Poppy's a tracker, and she knows what she's doing. Yeah. All right, uh, (laughs) Sheldon, you have the back? I got the rear. <laughs> I was trying to avoid that word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll uh, head into the cave. Yeah, you guys head into the cave, and Sheldon's got a sword sheath ready for anything that's going to come after you in a heartbeat. As you enter into the trails, into the cave, you see, like, dead fairy bodies, half-eaten on the way in there. Like... Um, thoroughly decomposed, already dead, dead fairy bodies. Yeah, like fairly fresh ones, some dead rotting ones, like some skin torn off of some. It seems like the rats have been feeding here for quite a bit. Well, I guess this kind of makes sense on why the rat population has gone up. It gets dark, and as you guys keep going in, it doesn't get super dark. The sun still shines in because it's a downward leading tunnel. And uh, you see a fairy body in the center of the trail, and it has a note in its hand. Okay. Um, I would like to look at the note. As you go down <laughs> to look at the note and pick it up, roll a d20. Okay. Do a dexterity saving throw. Add your dex saving throw. Nine plus seven. Oh. So, 16. As you pull the note, you realize that it's attached to a string. Ah, oh, those And its bitch. axe comes flying down. And because you passed, I'm going to say Sheldon steps in front of you with his sword. He goes, watch out, Poppy. And he, <laughs> as he stops the axe from swinging. You would have dodged out of it anyways. Yeah. But Sheldon, like, you know, super crazy I'll, here. He steps in front and stops the axe from swinging. And it's <laughs> I'll like pinch his sword away from me and be like, ah, uh, thanks Sheldon. No problem. No uh, problemo. <laughs> no issue, baby. Uh, uh, we, we talked about the pet names thing. Oh, but that, so, uh, listen, I'm sorry. Uh, just a habit I've created. Of course. If you consider it toxic, then I apologize. Yep. I'll do my best to change it. Poppy. <laughs> Thank you, Sheldon. You can call me the Punisher if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'd prefer not to. <laughs> Thank oh, it's you. your loss, baby. <laughs> oh, oh, Poppy, Poppy. I'm so sorry. 
Alrighty, the pun. I mean, Sheldon, let's let's go this way. Do you read the note? Uh, can it be read? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's got writing on it. Okay, yeah, I'll read the note. It says, "Turn back now or face certain death." Ooh, spooky. Yeah. Do you continue down the path? I continue down the path. Sheldon looks at the note. And he says, "What's it say?" <laughs> you you can't read it. Oh, you're holding it. Oh, oh sorry. It says... You uh, never told me what it said. Uh, I want to know what the note said. <laughs> I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. Um, I mean, the note says, um, uh, certain death awaits us if we continue. <laughs> Watch out. And he steps in front. He goes, certain death by ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leading the charge. <laughs> uh, all right. I mean... Go on. Sheldon leads you guys down the path, and the path forks. The cave forks into two uh, left and right tunnels. Okay. Um, can I do a, a perception or whatever? Like, can I see which pathway is the most traveled way, maybe? Uh, roll a d20. Uh, you don't, no, you're a ranger. Yeah, roll a d20, but you're a ranger, so do it with advantage. Okay, 14 plus 6, so 20. Okay. Uh, you can see that the right path is the most traveled, but the left path is also uh, moderately traveled, but the right one definitely more. But you also see that these trails don't have the longest route. Like, you can see that both of them kind of uh, end in okay. the back a bit. Like, you can see an ending, but it's too dark, but you can tell that... There's like a cave or yeah. an alcove at yeah. the end. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, well, right or left? You want to flip a coin? Do you have a coin? Oh, I get a coin. He pulls out a bronze <laughs> co- uh, copper coin. Okay. Heads to the right. Tails to the left. Left it is. All right. You guys make your way down the left path. So as you guys make your way down the left path, it goes slightly downhill and then starts to increase. It gets darker, but you have just enough light to see that there's a, imagine a cave covered in rocks, more rock than dirt. And then as you get to the end, it opens up into a giant, uh, not giant, a larger room. There's nothing in the room, but you see a rocky hole in the center of the room that looks like a abysmal pit. Do you go up and check the pit out? There's nothing else around. It's just like a room and then a pit in the middle. Yeah, just a pit. Okay, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll creep up to the edge of the pit and Sheldon look over. Goes up with you and he says, "That's a, this is kind of odd, right? That's a weird." Yeah. What do you think said there? I don't know. I've never been in a rat's nest before, but um, I don't know if this is normal. I'm gonna roll a DC something that you don't know what it is. Okay. Uh, this is a random odds check. I like to make stuff happen based on odds and not just my own DMing status. Oh, you look at the hole, and as you look down, you see a millions of rats crawling around at the bottom of a deep pit. You just see movement everywhere. You see thousands upon thousands of rats, and they're creating a huge rat mountain. And you see one rat running on top of a bunch of other rats and he's going faster getting higher and higher and he leaps and he makes his way up to the hole 
and lands halfway body onto the hole and he's trying to dig his way out. I'd like to shoot Holy him. Holy fuck. <laughs> what the fuck? I'd like to shoot him. Yeah, Sheldon's also gonna swing his sword. Okay. Roll your d20. I'm gonna have you roll against it. Roll it with advantage because the rat's climbing his way out. 15 and 11. 15. Okay. Roll your damage. One. So uh, that's six. Fuck. Um. Oh, you did six damage. Okay. Yep. Uh, you swing your sword down and you hit the rat right on the I head. I shoot him with my arrow. Oh, fuck, sorry. <laughs> you shoot the rat, it uh, plunges into its head, but it's so sporadic I'm trying to get out of the hole that you didn't get like the perfect cranium shot. Okay. The rat jumps up onto the hole and you shoot the arrow and it's so sporadic that you like miss the cranium and just dive it into its head and like fuck it up. Okay. And then Sheldon steps in and just cuts the rat's head right in two and the, the rat falls into the, the abysmal fucking pit of other rats and you just see fucking chaos going on inside the rat pit well uh do you by any chance have anything that we could throw down there that might I don't know if there's anything we could throw down there that would take out all the rats me neither that's like a, a problem like that's something I think we need to take to the consultants for sure <laughs> yeah that's a major problem yeah I mean, maybe we could try to cover up. Oh, there goes the raid. Maybe we could try to cover up the hole a little bit and stop them from getting in here until the consultants could figure it out. Yeah, we could we right. could try that. That's yeah, a lot of fucking rats. That's a lot. Probably. That's a little rat. I don't know how they're living in the pits. You know, maybe this cave keeps going. Comes up. I'd assume it would, unless they're just falling down in the pit and making babies and eating each other. And I think that's got to be like a. The uh, Parada situation, like that, you know, play we watch, the where they go to the lake and all the giant Paradas come out of a pit from below the lake. And you know what I'm talking about? You, you know, I, honestly, I, I must have been sleeping during that one. Oh yeah, there's a good movie where uh, there's a, a there's a good play where mm-hmm. uh, this whole this, these people go and uh, into a lake party and a bunch of Paradas attack giant Paradas <laughs> and. Uh, this one guy's trying to make a porno. What? Yeah, never what's, mind. It's, it's a funny what's movie. A, what's a porno? Porno is like a play where people have sex. Real hot stuff. Uh, so what if we try and move one of these boulders to cover the hole? Yeah, yeah, we could try that. But yeah. the boulder's pretty heavy. Uh, we could try. I mean, with the, the three of us, we should probably be able to move it, right? And I'll look behind to see if the goblin's behind us. You don't see him anywhere near you. I meant the two of us. You want to try and move the boulder? Yeah, fuck it. Let's try it. There's, right. You guys can find like a relatively large boulder that can cover half the hole, but not the whole thing. Okay. Roll a DC 15 and roll with advantage because Sheldon's helping you. And add your strength modifier. So that was 11 and oh, you, 10. You guys struggle to push the boulder and Sheldon's like, uh, oh, put your back into it. You guys don't move the boulder. Ugh. Well, it was uh, worth a try. Is there anything else in the cave area that could potentially cover the hole? Uh, not that you see. Yeah, no. So. Nope. Okay. Well, um, I think we're going to have to tell the consultants about this and just put it to rest for now and hope that... I mean, Maybe we should uh, search the rest of the cave and try and find something to put over the hole. That's not a bad idea. Let's, uh, I guess, go down the right path. Yeah, let's try the right side. You guys make your way down the right path, and it's the same setting. It leads down vertically, and then it opens up. And at the end of the path, you see one massively large pregnant rat. Oh, fuck. And two 
male rats guarding her. But they're not chasing after you, they're purely defending the rat. As you take your step closer, like as you, they, as you start making the way down the tunnel, Shana goes, Oh fuck, what the hell? As you guys took another step, the rats kind of flinch you, you know? Yeah. And basically that they're just defending this big mother rat that's pregnant as fuck. Sheldon says, uh, oh, well, this is pretty weird. You want to take her out? I thought you'd never say so. And he gets ready to charge forward, and then you hear, stop right there. Oh. You are not going to touch that rat. Uh. And Liston comes up behind you. Listen, what, what's up, buddy? I thought we were Those here. Those rats are my servants, and I'm going to be using them to rule the world one day. I'm so confused. I thought they were plaguing you in your forest, and you had to move out of your home. Newsflash. I've been guarding it and making sure nobody comes in. Who do you think set that trap? The rats? What tra- oh, well, yeah, that's a good point. Stop that trap real quick, you <laughs> goblet bitch. You guys aren't gonna hurt my rats. I swear to God. I'll kill you before that happens. And he unsheats a sword and he says, I have plans one day to rule the world. You see, now that you've discovered my rats, I'll let you know on a little secret. I've been bringing fairy bodies and throwing them into that hole and feeding the rats. Jesus. And I've been feeding them and giving them energy enough to where they can make a mountain to crawl out of the hole. And when they do crawl out, I make friends with each one of them and I help them make the mother rat pregnant. And one day, I'm going to be leading the charge of rats and I'll rule the world one rat at a time. Well... Let me just stop you right there, Liston. I will be Liston, the Rat King. (laughs) I just gotta tell you one thing. I'm not good at keeping secrets. And I'm going to turn towards a big pregnant rat and shoot her right in her fat belly. And as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Ensnaring Strike. Okay, roll your attack. Okay, 17. Oh, you definitely hit. Okay. 10. 10 damage? Yes. Holy shit. Okay, so I'm going to have the rat roll a strength saving throw. The rat's strength is negative 2, and it rolled a 13. Nice! So it definitely failed. Okay, so that's 10 plus 1d6. Oh shit, roll your d6. 5. Holy shit. So 15. And it's restrained until the next round. Okay, so you see a massive gelatinous pregnant rat just get hit with an arrow and then thorns spread up out of the ground and just grab it and squeeze down on its belly. Yep. And the two other rats charge forward after you. Okay. And now you guys are going to roll initiative. Okay. So I'm going to roll for Sheldon. Sheldon rolled an 11. The rats rolled a 17. Damn. I rolled a 13. Listen's going to roll. Listen rolled an 18. For the female rats next turn, she has to spend her action trying to get out of it. Gotcha. So as you shoot the mother rat, Liston just gets pissed as fuck. And you hear, you son of a bitch. And he runs forward with his sword and attempts to strike you. He's going to roll his attack. Okay. <laughs> Is a four hit? <laughs> um, I pick up my leg and I push his forehead away from me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you successfully just push him back. The rats, the two rats are going to come after you and Sheldon. Uh, 14. 
fuck. Okay, both the rats run forward and run, and you guys both dodge right underneath as both the rats go right over your heads and swing. Now there's Liston with two rats right behind him. Uh, it's your turn. I'd like to shoot the mother rat again. Okay, go for it. Six plus nine, 15. Holy shit. Yeah, you hit. Cool. Do your damage. Seven. Okay, you hit the mother rat right in the heart, but it doesn't plunge deep enough to kill her. You see she's in, like, writhing pain, and she's on, like, death's door. And you hear the other rats behind you let out a screech of, like, <laughs> and listens, like, stop! Seriously, stop! You're gonna kill her! That's and, uh, the plan! It's Sheldon's turn, so he's gonna swing after uh, Liston, who he's getting pissed off that you're... Sheldon swings at Liston, and Liston pulls up his sword, and they both get into a sword battle. So you hear, cling, and uh, Liston and Sheldon, and Sheldon goes, no one speaks to Poppy that way. <laughs> She's doing good for Bellhaven, you sicko. No. And uh, it's uh, Liston's turn, so okay. he's going to swing on Darwin. He swings back on Darwin, and short swords continue to clink. You know, they're having the typical sword fighting match. Mother Rat's going to roll her strength check to see if she can break your vines. Mother Rat rolled a 19. Wow, So you see I mean... Mother Rat, like, wriggle out and just completely burst out of the uh, the vines, but she's, like, still... She looks like someone beat the fuck out of her. Okay. Uh, it is now... So both the rats rolled and they missed. Mm-hmm. Both the rats came and lunged after you. How did you dodge two giant rats running after you? I just... I, I ducked down and, like, went down to the ground. Okay. To, like, try and meet Liston on, Liston on his level, but it didn't. Mm. And it they just kind of, like... Okay. And then the other rat stands like guard over the mother rat you can see. And the only the other rat gets ready to charge at you again that you can tell. Okay. It is Sheldon's turn. He's okay. going to swing on. Oh, Sheldon hits fucking Liston. Sheldon in the sword clinging match hits swords together and just punches Liston in the face. <laughs> He's like, eat my fist sandwich, you bitch sandwich. And just <laughs> clocks him. And Liston's like, oh, God, if you kill my rat, I'm my law. And he's, he's so pissed he can't even make language. Okay. You go. What do you do? Okay. I'm going to shoot the mother rat once again. Okay. I'm going to kill this bitch. Okay. 18. Roll your attack. Cool. Two plus five, seven. How do you finish giant pregnant mother rat? Um, I'm going to once again aim for her belly. I want to do like a double whammy, make her bleed out, and also make the fetuses die. Mm. Okay, you shoot your bow, and it just rips into the belly, and you see a few tiny little embryonic pups fall out, and they just start riffing and wriggling, and they're not going to make it. They're going to die. Cool. But it looks like a bunch of giant maggots falling out of her belly. Sweet, sweet victory. And you hear screams from the rats, and... Listen is like, no, no, the mother rat. How could you? And uh, and uh, as Listen sees you just killed the rat, he says, uh, uh, I have no reason to be here anymore. You killed the rat. And he's going to turn around and try and book it out of the cave. Okay. So he's going to disengage and start running away. So you don't get an attack of opportunity on him. Okay. It is now the rat's turn. The rats are both chasing after you. I'm going to... Rats are rolling horrible. Both the rats charge after you and miss again. Of course. Yeah. Well. And uh, Liston books it out of the cave. Okay. It is uh, your turn now. Okay. 
I'll aim for a rat. I mean, it doesn't really matter which one. So whichever's closest, I'll just aim for its... It's ball sack, and I got a nat one. <laughs> a rat lunges over you, and you aim your bow for the rat right on its testicles. And as you aim for the testicles, the rat's got such rhythm to its movement as it moved around. Your arrow shoots forward, and the rat moves its ass, and just <laughs> testicles whip through the air. <laughs> like, imagine a bullfighter, and he puts the red cape. And as the bull runs through, he pulls the cape out. That's what the rat just did you with his testicles. Ah, I see. Who's taunting me? Yeah. It's Sheldon's turn, and he's going to swing after the rats, who okay. haven't taken any damage yet. Sheldon's going to swing at the rat and miss. <laughs> Come on, Sheldon. You can do it. He goes to swing at the rat, and it's like body kind of moves his sword and doesn't really get a, a good hit. So it's uh, Liston's turn, and he is fully dashing now as he's okay. out of the cave, and he's booking it out. He's gone. Uh, it is now Rat's turn. The first one misses you. And the next one rolled a nat 20. Wow. So first time a rat's actually attacking you. The rat lunges into the air and grabs onto your shoulder and crunches down with giant rat teeth as it does four points of damage. Jesus. Sheldon says, no, no, don't bite her. Uh, it's your turn, Poppy. Oh, fuck. And I'll, um, where is the other rat? They're, you're right on both sides as they're both trying to jump in the air and attack you. Okay. I assume a bow doesn't work at super close distance. Yeah. I mean, you could always, you're a fairy and you have distance so you can move back and forth to get a good line of shot. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll do that. I'll move into the room that the mother rat was in. Okay. And, um, shoot towards the rat that attacked me. If you do do this, I'm going to give the other rat an advantage on his attack because you're going to move closer to him and you'd one on both sides. Okay. Okay, just so you know. Sure. Okay. Fine. What was your attack? 10 plus 9. <laughs> do your damage on the far rat. <laughs> I'm going to say that's rat 1. 10. How do you finish the rat? I am going to aim for his testicles once again. Not this time. And plunge my arrow deep into his... He goes to lunge for you and you shoot him in the testicles and it goes through his testicles and into his belly and just hits a vital organ and as he goes in the air he stops halfway and just drops to the floor and Sheldon says ooh balls deep of that wood huh rat <laughs> now Sheldon's turn he's gonna swing at the rat that has an advantage on you okay he sees the rat winding up on you and he's like you're not gonna hit poppy you little rat fucker okay uh, he's gonna hit Sheldon's going to swing on the rat and hit it right in the shoulder and do four points of damage. And you hear a rat screech. <laughs> and Sheldon's like, die, you little rat bitch. It's uh, your turn. It's the rat's turn, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. Go for it. He's going to roll with advantage. He, hit, he rolled a 14 for attack. Does that break your armor class? Nope. Okay. Roll your attack. 15. Okay. Plus nine. Roll your damage. Oh, nine. Plus nine. Oh, okay. Roll your damage. Nine. How do you finish the rat? <laughs> um i'm going to is his forward or back towards me he is uh forward toward you okay i'm just going to aim um right in his throat go for the jugular vein okay you successfully shoot a arrow right into the jugular vein and okay just and some it. blood squirts out everywhere it shoots all over the cave nice blood fountain baby blood <laughs> fountain <laughs> You know, Sheldon, uh, uh, your support is really, uh, it's an uplifter. Oh, 
Thanks. I always thought I was a pretty confident dude that knew how to instill confidence in others, just like my late but great father. Hmm. And he, he does the thing where he like kisses his hands and gives a piece <laughs> to this guy. Papa. <laughs> oh, that's kind of nice. So, what do you think the uh, giant pregnant rat tail over there is going to fetch us? That rat was roughly about three times the size of a normal rat. You think we could get three times the gold out of that tail? I mean, I wouldn't want like to jip miss a sow stampler out of her coinage, but... Listen to me about this. Aunt Sal Stampler, uh, she doesn't pay the fees. It's the Bellhaven Consultant. And, uh, well, you, you might have a point that Bellhaven's economy is a little bit... Uh, tough here so we could always fork up some gold to the bellhaven economy if you want but eh, you know we put our lives on the line and uh I, I don't think that should go without notice as well well then i guess we'll uh wait and see and we'll i'll chop off all the tails of the rats in the room so you take five rat tails total with the three that you killed earlier and one giant rat tail three times the size okay um i'll heft them over my shoulder and trek back out of the cave um question are is there any trace of liston uh you could search for one i would love to okay search for it okay also my favorite enemy is a goblin so you get advantage so i get advantage okay. roll advantage and add your perception okay five Sixteen. Yep. um for what Perception. Yeah, perception. Oh, okay, six. Or investigation. Okay, six. So you got like twenty something. Yeah, twenty-two. Okay, uh, you could see a trail leading into the woods, following Liston, but it seems like he's sprinting and he's not slowing down anytime soon. Okay. Um, we're gonna have to warn the uh the consultants about that and the leaders. So um, keep the image of his v- his visage in your brain, okay? Photographic memory, Poppy. Photographic memory. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Remembered, stored, banked, and rolled. Never forget Liston's face. Red Goblin. (laughs) As you guys walk out of the cave, you see a fairy body at the end, too, with a note on it. Okay. What does the note say? Can I go up and look at it? Yeah. I'd like to do that. You pick it up. Roll a d10. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. A d20 with a dc10. 14. As you pick up the note, you feel a string attached to it get pulled, and an axe swings down, and Sheldon stops the axe again. He goes, watch out. And he stops the axe from swinging, and <laughs> he saved you from the trap again, even though you would have dodged it already. What does the note say? The note from Liston says... You may have stopped me this time, but my army of rats will one day reign. And that's it. Okay. it. It's written very hurriedly. Okay. I'll I'll take a step back and pat Sheldon on the uh, back and be like, ah, thanks, bud. Hero's work is never done. <laughs> You're right on that one. <laughs> All right. You guys make your way back. Yeah. Let's head home. Okay. Where are you going to go to, uh, Sal? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, you guys make your way back with the rat tails. You find Sal Stampler, and she says, "The oh, you guys are." She's at the ceremony tree hole still. What do you guys say to her as you approach with the rat tails? Uh, Sal. Uh, it's Sal. <laughs> uh, we have the uh the rat tail. Got the well, rat tails. <gasps> Sorry, I'll let you talk. Thank you. Rude. Um. We finished the quest of the flyer. Would would you? Oh, good I mean, job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, six gold pieces out of the treasury for the rat. Oh, you got a big rat tail there. Holy cow! Yeah, she was a she was a honker yeah, for it's sure. Like three times the size. Uh, only fair to do three times the amount as long as you guys didn't get hurt, right? Yeah, I mean we're pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I. She starts writing down. She says, "Uh, five times six, that's thirty. Six times three, that's twenty-four. 4, 22, 21. 24. I failed algebra. 24. 18. It's 18. So, so 48. That's so much math. 48 gold pieces. Okay. So Sal looks at you guys and says, oh, so you guys are a little fighting team here, huh? Sheldon, you got yourself a little girlfriend, huh? Um, I'd watch out on that uh, titling. We are not boyfriend and girlfriend. I'm strictly her bodyguard. I wouldn't classify right, it as Poppy? that either. And uh, not quite, Sheldon. Um, no, we're, listen, we're a fighting team. More of we were 50, acquaintances 50. in combat, but I will split it 50 50. Oh, that's, that's, you don't have to, Poppy. I, you really don't. I, you did a lot more killing than I did. I killed like two rats. So if you wanted to, you'd give me 12 gold points for the, cold, the, the, the rats that I did kill. Just to be fair, you could split half, but I did kill two rats for the most part. So I, I want you to know that I'm being fair as well. Well, <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'll take the coin for the rats I killed. You take the coins for the rat you killed. So you give him 12 gold coins and you take the rest. Okay. By the way, Sal, um, while I have you here and the rest of the consultants and whatnot, um, I, I'd like to inform you about the stuff that's going down in the southern forest. What do you mean exactly? What's going on with rats? Okay. Long story. We met this goblin. His name is Liston. Liston the Red Goblin. Liston the Red Goblin. Okay, we've never heard of him. Well, um, his plans were to form a rat army. Uh, with what rats exactly? The the three rats that keep eating the dead bodies that I sent you to kill? Among some of them, yeah. That, that was just part of the amount that he has now. And his plans were to create a massive army of rats and take over the world with them. Uh-huh. That's a lot of rats that he needs. I, I don't think anybody can get that Oh, many. no. We found a pit. We found a lot of rats. It's out. With about a thousand plus rats teeming around inside. Oh, my, she says. Uh, oh, you sound like Darwin there. I mean, <laughs> continue. Um, if what you say is true, and I do believe you, then we must send some people out there to bury where these rats are, correct? Yeah, maybe we could um, get a team to um, suffocate the rats in the hole. Maybe we could so get it's, some... It's one rat hole where they're all coming out of. Yes. How big is this hole? Nine to ten feet wide. Okay. Uh, wow, that deserves most haste, definitely. I'll get the cheer squad to go there and look at it, and uh, if they can handle it, I'll, I'll get a party together that'll put a rock over top of it, and we'll... Okay. We'll, we'll make a carpenter go out there and build some kind of structure in front of it. I, I assure you. Perfect, perfect. Um, we'll, but, we'll take care of it for sure. Uh, make sure to tell everyone to not um, 
make any exchanges with a goblin named Liston. Red goblin, correct? Red goblin. Okay, we will make sure of that as well. And also, well done. Thanks. If they find any notes attached to strings, to uh, be wary. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Duly noted. We will uh, send out a party and dispatch them at once, and we will cover up that rat hole before Bellhaven's exposed to a, and she kind of snickers, but it's like, I guess not, a rat army. <laughs> I mean, feel free to see for yourself, but... um, I believe you. It's just right. a very outrageous a, a goblin... I wouldn't tra- be telling you this story yeah, okay. if it weren't true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'll see you around, Sal. <laughs> it, it was nice. Honestly, this is wonderful. Later, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Sheldon. So you guys just collected your 36 gold pieces and 12 gold pieces for Sheldon. What would you like to do now? You're at the ceremonial tree hole. What time is it? You guys figured out the rats pretty quick. 30 minutes to the cave, 30 minutes back, an hour. So it's like 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. I think I'd like to go back to the job board. Okay. And, um, I mean... You know, it, it are the two flyers that were up still up there? Yeah, so you see goods needing delivery to Lakeshore. Reward 20 gold pieces. Deliver goods to Lakeshore. Uh, report to Mrs. Jolie Cannoli. And you know that as the town's baker and the owner of Jolie's Holy Moly Doughy. Ho- this is hard to say. Jolie's Holy Moly Doughy Cannoli Bakery. <laughs> okay, and then Albert Hawkins. Yes, the other one is... Rangers for hire need help locating ingredients for baking recipe. Please report to Albert Hawkins. And you know him as the town scientist that pretends to be a baker. Um, let's do Albert Hawkins first. Do I know where he lives? Yeah, I think everybody in the village kind of knows where one of the last men in the village is. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. And the crazy scientist who makes really bad pastries. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you pick up the pl- the fly the little note skip it from the job board yeah I'll, I'll i'll rip it off and um look at it and then pocket it and walk out sheldon looks at his uh girlfriend flyer and he's like well though it's bite the bait yet baby <laughs> one day soon sheldon will have a fish on the line oh you're walking away okay i'm coming <laughs> <laughs> you're coming uh, it's okay you can stay home do you really want me to i mean i could help you move stuff around you know i could keep protecting running any rats i'll be there for you you know uh can you hold the basket yeah i'll hold the basket sure all right what basket i don't know i we have to collect some ingredients i assume we need a basket yeah any basket needs hold fold it hold it up Uh, gotta hold it any snippers around with (laughs) you all right well uh, off to albert hawkins house then okay you guys make your way toward Albert Hawkins. You see a big, tr- a synthetic-looking tree hole. It's got like a really thick door at the front. It's uh, it's the only tree here that's not like looks of real tree hole home. Like okay. it looks like he made some kind of weird synthetic tree build around it. It's very like it's fabricated. It's a fabricated tree. Okay, I'll knock on the door. Okay. Um. And you don't hear anything. I don't know if he could hear you, Poppy. He's, uh, Albert's kind of a weirdo. You know, he's always doing stuff. You might have ear 
earplugs out or earphones. I'll uh, knock even louder this time and maybe do a, hello, Mr. Hawkins? Doing like a ghetto knock where you bang your foot on it. <laughs> More like a fist. Roll a d20 for performance to see how well you knock. Nine. Plus performance? Oh, plus performance. Nine. <laughs> I'll say, <clears throat> Albert, you hear a, a little explosion inside as soon as you knock and you hear scurrying around inside the the tree hole but no response but you heard a little bit of a explosion inside well someone's home um uh sheldon you maybe want to knock at the same time watch out i got this poppy don't worry and he gets up to the door turns around and proceeds to donkey kick the door oh god (laughs) It, it looks like a strong door he's pretty aware of it okay Sheldon roll a nat one. Yeah, of course. So he goes to kick it, and he, like, hits his foot, like, straight-legged and, like, bends his knee backwards a little bit. He's like, oh, fuck. God damn it. God. Okay, that didn't work out. Maybe your play was good. Let's talk at the same time. <laughs> okay. Uh, on the count of three. One, two, three. Okay, and you hear all of a sudden inside the door. What? Who, who's that? Who? Oh, oh, hold on. And you hear rustling, and you hear another explosion inside. And all of a sudden, you hear a lock go. And then the door slowly opens, and you see a fairy man in a lab coat with white hair blown back super fucking hard with, like, gray tips burned. Okay. Uh, and he's got a, uh, a mask on over his mouth. Okay. And he's, uh, he opens the door, and he uh, steps back at, like, 20 steps. And he's like, Hello? What do you want? Are you responding to my ad? What, what are you doing here? Oh, yeah, um, it's me. I'm Poppy. Um, okay, Poppy, stay outside the door. Do not come into my house. And oh. he, like, the doors creaked a little bit so where you can barely see his, like, his body inside. I'll respect your boundaries. Um, I'm here for the, the help ad. I, I'm yes. here to collect ingredients. Yes, 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 yes. You guys are here to collect, collect the ingredients. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, let me go get the list. I will bring you the list in both tastes. Just please stay there. Do not come into my my house, my home. Do not come in. Whatever you do, just stay there. And he, you hear running and scurrying, and Sheldon's like, God, this guy is such a weirdo. <laughs> and he comes back. He says, uh, would you please step back for the door about 30 feet? Just please step back. Please step back. Please okay. step back. Yeah, yeah, we'll step back. Uh, hold on, man. We're going. And he puts a list down on the floor right past the door. Okay. And then he steps back and he says, okay, there's the list. You can grab the list and the, the ingredients are on the list. Uh, if that's all you need, uh, you collect the ingredients, send them over to me and uh, in the mail and I will mail you back the gold that you are required with Messenger Boy. I assure you the gold will get there. It's for a very specific baking recipe. <laughs> I assure you it's for pastries. In fact, hold on, stay there. And he runs away and Sheldon's like, God, dude, this got so weird. Yeah, he's a little bit cautious, but I mean, there is a plague going around, so... All of a sudden, so... you hear Sheldon go... <laughs> <laughs> and he sneezes, and he's like, yeah, I guess it's good to be pretty, uh, you know, careful around these times. A lot of inconsiderate people sneezing germs around and stuff. Uh, how uncleanly. <laughs> and, um... Albert Hawkins comes back with a basket of pastries and you guys are still set back. So he puts it right next to the note and he says, 
there you are there you are there's a bonus advancement those pastries are very well kept they're very well made they are tasty i love pastries and uh these pastries are one of the best pastries i've ever made so take the pastries take the list send me the list of ingredients that you get you have the list send me the ingredients i will send you <laughs> gold and then we'll be on our ways is this okay yes yep yep okay. that's, that's thank, fine thank you and he slams the door okay a very um abrupt um, man um you, you gonna look at the list yeah i'd like to step forward and pick up the list in the basket of pastries uh on the list you see it says one giant lizard tail, one giant octopus tentacle, one werewolf's eye, and two claws of a bone devil. Okay. And at the bottom says, P.S. You will receive free mailing, and upon completing everything, if you successfully acquire them for me, I will give you a thousand gold pieces per each ingredient on the list. One giant lizard tail, one giant octopus tentacle, one werewolf's eye, and two claws of a bone devil. These are all pretty legit things to get. Sheldon looks at the list and he's like, God, these are <laughs> real weird ingredients for pastries, huh, Poppy? Yeah, I don't know if I'd ever eat a, a pastry with a werewolf eye. Or a giant octopus tentacle that's more of like a sashimi disc, if you ask me. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, giant octopus tentacle. Yum. That's not much of a pastry, but I don't know, this guy's a weirdo, you know? Everybody knows he's a weirdo. Yeah, he does seem pretty odd. He's a rich weirdo, though. Jesus, oh thousand gold pieces per each ingredient that's pretty crazy yeah that's actually pretty nuts that's if a, you ask me yeah that's a lot he must be really desperate for these ingredients why is he so desperate for these ingredients you ought to ask him i mean he he's a freaking weirdo poppy we could always I, well let's get a hurt if we ask him okay let's ask him uh he proceeds to knock on the door for you okay and you hear <laughs> oh one second i'm coming and you hear the door open, and he says, Oh, it's you two again. Uh, please back up, and uh, what would you like? What, what can I, is the list not clear enough? Is it we'll enough gold? Uh, uh, we just had a couple questions. Um, one, where could we find these items? Okay, I can try to help you as much as I can, but for the most part, this is what I'm paying the high gold for, so you guys can figure out the ingredients, but a giant octopus tentacle, I can only assume you could find that in an ocean. A werewolf, I can only assume you could find it in the woods somewhere, in like some kind of dark woods. I don't know, a werewolf's a pretty dangerous creature. And for a bone devil, probably near maybe a volcano or something, I don't know. I don't do much research on bone devils, I just know the ingredients I need. A bone devil's a pretty scary creature. You'd never catch me going near one, but if you can ever find one, send him here and I will use him for ingredients. Uh, ingredients for what? Uh, he looks down at his feet and looks back at you and he says, Pastries. I'm in, I'm creating a really good pastry recipe. If you try the pastries that I gave you, maybe you'll understand. I'm a very proficient pastry maker. There's werewolf eyes in the pastries? Yes, yes, yes. What you see here is uh, when you grind up werewolf's eyes, you can make a... Uh, he looks up and he goes, uh, good flour. Yeah, flour. You can make flour if you grind stuff up and... Uh, Added the flour, makes a little taste for pastry. Deep baker stuff, deep baker stuff. Ah. Hard for some people to understand when you don't have a master's degree and uh, herbology and uh, pharmacology and stuff like that. But yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, bakery ingredients involved in making this stuff. Yeah. How long have you been uh, a baking for? I've been baking for my entire life. Mama was hmm. a baker, dad was a scientist. Combine the two and I'm a baking scientist. 
Oh, a scientist? What kind of science oh, work do you do? That's nothing to matter. I'm uh, nothing to worry anybody with. I don't do science anymore. I'm purely just a baker. Um, what were the explosions that we heard upstairs? Those were pastry explosions. Uh, yeah. Why are your pastries exploding? Well, you see, yeast can rise really quickly sometimes. And if you rise yeast too quickly, it can like pop some... some uh, that seemed a little bit more uh, explosive than you're, pastry. You're being very inquisitive. Yep. I hope yep. you understand that uh, uh, I, these are tough times for me. I don't want to get sick. So uh, let's try to limit the conversations as much as possible. We're 30 feet apart. Yes, yes, yes. But that didn't stop 95% of the other population of men dying here. Now, did it, Poppy? I guess, I guess not. But thanks for remembering my name. I really appreciate that, Mr. Albert Hawkins. Yes. And so when you mail the baking ingredients just make sure you sign your name at the bottom so i know who sent me them and i'll make sure a messenger because i sent out ingredients to a lot of people and i'll make sure a messenger sends you the proper gold amount and you'll be paid handsomely i assure you this okay well i i guess that's all for today then huh yes okay thank you huh okay goodbye and he slams okay. the door <laughs> goodbye that was odd yeah i'm glad you did all the talk i can't talk to weirdos like that <laughs> Just no social skills whatsoever. What a fudge knocker. Dude. <laughs> um, well, um, do you think we could po potentially find some of these ingredients um, at the herbalist shop? Ugh, I don't know. Aunt Bay's the only herbalist trader, and I doubt she's got a werewolf's eye or a giant octopus. She's more of just a herbicology so you know probably would have noticed a, a yeah octopus tentacle hanging around I mean, maybe darwin has some in lakeshore but i doubt it oh. you always grab some of the more rare ingredients from aunt babe and aunt sal but you know he I, honestly i doubt he has it too i think we probably got to get him ourselves but a bow devil would without a doubt 100 percent murder us at our sleep a giant octopus we could probably take and then the, uh, what was the third, second one? A giant lizard tail? That's right. I, we could probably take a giant lizard, but don't even think about going for a werewolf or a bow devil. I mean, we, we'd really need to go through a montage of training to be able to do that. Tough creatures. You, you, I'm sure you know about, let's like fighting a freaking demon. Let's do a montage. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you might be right about that. Let's, maybe we should put this on a hold. Yeah, this is like a long-term goal here, yeah, I think. That's, for yeah, sure. Rome wasn't built in a day. Bellhaven wasn't built in a day. <laughs> nope, but um, our uh, acquaintanceship sure has. So um, you want to come with me and journey to the, the job board once again? Yeah, yeah, of course. I got the pastries. Uphold the pastries that Albert Hawkins tried. Oh. I mean, He's got some croissants here. He's got a few turnovers. Looks like roughly about 10 pastries. You want me to poison test them for you? That guy's a weirdo. You never know what he put in there. No, it, it's okay. I'll take a, I'll take a, a croissant. <laughs> <laughs> he, he hands you a croissant from his basket. There you go, Papa. Here's your croissant. Uh, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. I'll, I'll put it in my mouth. Um... Do I roll to see how good it is? No. You take okay. a bite, and it's just dry. It's not even fully cooked. It's the worst pastry you've ever had in your life. But it heals you 1 HP. Oh, I mean, that's better than nothing. Look, I'm at 19 now. 
but it's a disgusting pastry. Like, it's the worst pastry you've ever had in your life. Well, I'm not looking forward to eating the rest of those. That was quite horrendous. So you had to head to the job board, check out that last, that, that job. Yeah. Job. I saw a goat milk around there. I saw daycare assistant. I was leaning more towards the, uh... The goat, the, the, goat, the, goat milker? <laughs> oh, we're not the right page here. Let's go on. Yeah, uh, the, the, the wagon cart filled uh, with supplies. Yeah, well, I mean, I was thinking about heading to Lakeshore. You want a tag log? I was going to walk there and do a little fox trot <laughs> run over and help some of the starving people over there. You're going to be dancing over to a population of sad and misfortuned? Yeah, you huh. know, some people need that confidence boost. I figured I could maybe use a little bit of my father's motivation speaking skills that he gave me and motivational speak a few people. Well, that's very kind of you, and um, we could tag along with each other, but I'm going to be having a wagon, so uh, if you want to head off now... Where did you get a wagon? I was offered one. Who offered you a wagon? Your aunt? Aunt Sal offered you the family wagon and not me? Well, we would be delivering some supplies. She must have been scared that I would be, you know, taking on too many tough enemies. I bet she was too scared that I'd destroy the wagon with my crazy skills of swordsmanship. You know, you're probably right. And also at the same time she probably knew that you'd be able to get there like ten times oh, faster than I would even right. though I'm on a yeah, wagon. Yeah, I think you're about right up there. You're right, you're right, Poppy. You're, yep, you're just so skilled. Oh, and he like flexes and looks at his muscles like, yeah, thanks Poppy. Um, <laughs> thanks, that's the cut I needed that today. Motivational <laughs> speaking skills of a god. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, so, uh, wh- why don't we, um, head over? You guys make your way over to, uh, the job board, and you see... Mrs. Jolie's cannoli. <laughs> yeah, so you wanna head to Jolie's holy moly doughy cannoli bakery? Yes, please. Okay, you head to it, it's... We know exactly where it is. We've been going there for our entire lives, because it's just the best darn bakery in the entire area. Yep. Mm. Okay, you go there, you walk in. I'd like one cannoli, please. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my bakery. Oh god, I haven't had a voice ready for this yet. Hold on, what's a good voice? Like a Hello! Welcome to my bakery. <laughs> Hello, I am Jolie Cannoli, owner of Jolie's Cannoli Holy Bakery. <laughs> what what can I help you with? Um, well one, I'd like a I'll take two cannolis. Two cannolis. And I'm here for the the help ad. Oh, so grateful. Yes, 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 the help ad. You wanted supplies delivered to Lakeshore? Yes, 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 but you, it's a lot of supplies. You're going to need a wagon. That's okay. Um, I, I'll have to run it by Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Stampler, but... Oh, sure, sure, I'm sure. sure there should be enough room. Yes, 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 Miss Stampler. She's got that nice family wagon. Uh, all you guys need to do is, when you're ready to go, pull up the wagon. And uh, you're like the fifth person I made deliveries with now. So all you have to do is pull up your wagon and I'll load up my bakeries. And by the time you deliver it to my cousin, she owns a bakery shop over there. Oh, that's nice. Yes, yes, it's very nice. All you have to do is deliver my bakery items to Shots Croissants, 
She'll give you 20 gold pieces. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. 20 upon delivery. Yep, upon delivery. Okay. If you don't have all the goods, she will pay you, so make sure you keep them very safe. Okay. But as soon as you deliver to Shots Croissants, Shots will give you your gold pieces that you need. Shots Croissants. Got it. Okay. Well, we'll be heading over there probably tomorrow morning after good night's rest. Yes, 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 yes. That's fine. That's fine. So, um... Uh, take, a, take a croissant for the road. This is okay. If you're going to be making the delivery, promise me you'll be back here, and I will give you some free bakery items if you want. Aw, that's so sweet. And this, she's a larger woman in, like, an apron kit, and she's behind the counter mm-hmm. with, like, a bunch of bakery items. And, uh, Darwin's like... Or, fucking Darwin. Sheldon's like, ugh... Free croissants? Don't mind if I do. <laughs> he reaches over to grab a croissant and she smacks his hand and she goes, What do you think you're doing, Fister? Ooh, spicy tamale. <laughs> Wouldn't expect a baker to have such a yeasty reaction. <laughs> she looks at him and she's like, Uh, what, what would you like? No touching behind the counter. I will grab it for you. Keep your hands back. And he goes, no, okay, my mittens are right in my pocket. No worries. <laughs> and she hands him the croissants that he wants, and she looks at you and says, "What would you like?" Uh, just the two cannolis. That that'd be great. Not a problem. And she hands you two cannolis. Well, thank you, Miss Jolie. Uh, no problem. Thanks, Jolie. <laughs> have a good day. We'll we'll we should see you soon. I hope in the morning. To pack up the wagon. I sure hope so. You got free bakery items. Oh, well, I'm mostly just here to help. It's not much to for free items, yeah, you know? Yeah, well, you'll get 20 gold pieces of pod delivery to Shots Croissants. Oh. The, the people at Lakeshore really need it. I bet they do. That, that poor population over there. Oh, yes. We're helping out as much as we can. You said you have a cousin over there? Shot, yes. Her name is Shot. Does she have a family as well? Yeah, she's got a husband. Oh. Has he been affected by the plague yet? Yeah, he's he's hiding. I think he's sick right now. I keep contact as low as possible because it's far away and I have to run the bakery and I give the bakery items to all the people here. But, you know, it's tough days for tough people. We all persevere. Fortune favors the brave. <laughs> Fortune favors the brave, baby. Fortune favors the brave. All right, well, we'll see you in the morning. See you at dawn. At dawn. Crack a dawn. Yep. Crack a dawn. Be here ready to load up. And we'll be ready to load out. We got loads for days. All right. That's enough, Sheldon. Let's get going. Sorry, sorry. He walks out with you. All right. Um, um, what now? Oh, do you got anything else planned for the day? I mean, we could just, you know, go back to my house. (laughs) Um, actually, yeah, I have plans for later. What do you got plans for later? Are you like a little... Uh, uh, I'm going to meet up with a friend of mine, and uh, we're going to... Need he help with his friend? Is she a hot chick with big breasts? No, she's not. <laughs> Who is it? Well, I'd like to meet your friend. Oh, I'm sure you would. Who is it? Who uh-huh. are you meeting? Is it a guy? Are you meeting a guy? Is it a girl? <laughs> um. Well... Uh, she likes to go by the name of, um, Farts McGee. <laughs> Farts McGee? I've never heard of that girl. Yep, that's right. Huh. She sounds powerful. <laughs> oh, mighty, mighty pungent. What does she look like? Hook, um, hook a fella up. Give me a good, 
good roll of what this girl's packing. Well, you see, she has plaque psoriasis, so her skin is very alligatory. Mm. Mm. It sometimes flakes off when you touch her. Flaky girl, flaky girl. Gotcha. Anything else to note about her? Um, you know how you're searching for a tamale girl? Hot tamale. Hot tamale. She's the opposite of that. So cold, cold cucumber. Cut. She's a cold cut piece of meat. No, a cold. Oh, nothing like cold, a cold cucumber. Ooh, cold cucumber. Slimy. Ooh, slimy. <laughs> I like a slimy girl. Oh, I'm slimy girls sure are you don't. Well, if you don't want me to come, that's okay. I won't force myself, but just take one of my flyers and make sure you give her one. Oh, uh, I don't even... Uh, yeah, I'll take one of your flyers and give her one. He hands you one of his pockets. All right. Uh, th- thanks, Sheldon. Make sure Farts McGee gets this and tell her it's from me, Sheldon Shorefoot. <laughs> All right, Mr. Sherfoot, um, you have a good one now. All right, you let me know. Should we be back at your house when we go to Lakeshore? Yeah, we can meet up. Um, I'll be at the cannoli shop. I'll be ready to load up. Perfect. Perfect. So I'll be there at dusk. At dawn. Dawn, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'll be there. At th- that was Dominic being an idiot. <laughs> this is Sheldon again. I'll be there at dawn. <laughs> All right, dawn it is. We're not in the cowboy ages. Who the fuck uses dusk and dawn? <laughs> I don't know. I'll be there in the morning. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so okay. if you want to, you can take like a short rest at home. I want to go over to Miss Sal Stampler. Okay, you can do this. Okay. Um, is she still at the DMT tree hole? No, but you know where Darwin lives? <clears throat> so you can head to the house, which is like right across the street from yours. Okay. Well, before I go home then, I'm going to stop by the Stampler household. Okay. Like good old times. And knock on the door. You see a very nice tree hole, and you see a, a wagon, a very nice, prestigious-looking wagon on the side, and you knock on the door, and Sal comes, and she says, Oh, yes, Poppy, how are you? What's going on? Hi, Miss Stampler. Um, I'm just here to confirm that um, you said I could borrow the wagon and the horses? Yes, yes, yes. Deliver to uh, <clears throat> my darling. My darling son, Darwin. Hmm. Oh, he's, Darwin. He's over there waiting for everything. If you can just bring me, I'll load up the cart if you're ready to go. Um, For the morning, of course. Oh, yeah. In the morning would be perfect. Um, I'll be stopping by your house uh, right before dawn, about 30 minutes perfect. before dawn. Perfect, perfect. Picking it up. And um, if you don't mind, I'll be loading some extra supplies for Miss Jolie into the wagon as well. Oh, yes. We have extra room. It's going to be a tight fit if you load extra stuff in. It's a, about a four-seater. It'll take up, I'd say, roughly two of the seats if you had to load in new stuff, depending on how much you put in there. But, you know, it'll be a two-seater ready for you. That should be fine. Yeah. Perfect for me, myself, and I. Oh, wait, that's three. Me and myself. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, I guess I will ready the wagon and make sure everything's spiff and spam. And in the morning, you can come by and steal it. I'll have it ready to go. Perfect. Okay. All right. Thank you, Poppy. Nice talking to you. And, uh... Make sure you give my best regards to Dar- Darwin and uh, make sure you look after him. He's a good boy. Do you have any messages that you might want me to pass on to him? Mm, well, I'd say you give him a kiss for me, but every girl wants to give him a kiss, so I don't want you to do that. Oh, Miss Stampler, are you sure? It wouldn't be such a hassle. I mean, um, yeah, that would be way yep. too uh, improper. Yep. It, nope. Nope. No kisses for my son. Nope, he's, no kisses. He's a saver. He's saving for the right woman. <laughs> for marriage. Got it. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
My sweetheart. You take the wagon, you look after him. <laughs> I will, Miss Stampler. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Have a good one. You too. And she shuts the door. <laughs> you hear her. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> not. <laughs> um, okay, well, back to home. Home, tree hole home. Mm-hmm. You can take a short rest until you're supposed to go to the castle so you can roll yep. your hit dice. Okay, yep. Hit dice. 2d10. Oh, the perfect amount! Oh, back to full health? Yep. Good. <clears throat> okay. okay. So you take a short rest, you hang out at home. Yep. Your mom's drinking her mulberry wine in the living room, getting fucking torched. And uh, your grandma just passed out in the chair. She was watching uh, mocking birds running around on the window on your guys' tree hole home. Okay. Okay. Oh, Grammy, what a long day it's been. And I'll plop down next to her. <laughs> She's sleeping. Aw. Grammy, and I'll give her a peck on the cheek and head off into my room. Okay, you head off into your room. Okay, I'll, I'll take a short rest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as you wake up and ready yourself to go to the abandoned castle, you know the abandoned castle from school as a brick building left here from humans ages ago. It's thought to be haunted from rumors told by classmates that the humans were practicing necromancy by making rituals to a satanic-like god and sucking the spines out of puppies and kittens. These are the rumors that were spread about the castle when you guys went to fairy school. Jesus, those humans are so horrible. Yep, and Skittles will be there waiting for you on the next episode of A D&D Channel. I'm Mel and I play Poppy. (laughs) I'm Dominic and I am your dungeon master. Hasta luego. I'm so fucking cute, bitch. I'm so fucking cute. Attitude abusive. But I'm so fucking cute. We'll see you later, you foxy tabalis. And uh, tonight, don't be too crazy with your girl. Make sure she gets the love that she needs. Because a real man knows how to pleasure his woman and not himself. I'm Sheldon Surefoot signing out for the Dungeon Master. You guys stay classy out there, you foxes. (sighs) Goodbye.